figured I would just sit down and just, you know, fuck it. Let's let's do a podcast. Hello? Really? We should do a podcast. Hello? Hey, this would be a great podcast. Let's fun. Let's do it. Cliffy, it's Uncle Cliff, Cliff. Cliffy? Hello, Cliffy? It's podcast time. Gimme, gimme, gimme a man after midnight. And now, the Birthday Boy Podcast. Are you listening? This is episode one. Clippy, it's Grandma Clip Clip. No way. I think it's gonna be terrible. Licky boom boom down. Clip, this is your uncle Clip Clip. Here's the host of Birthday Boy Podcast. Terrible. The one and the only. The Jenny Boy. Positivity is for fucking assholes. My little baby boy. Did you write La Poopy? Baby Butter Boy. On one of the sausage sandwiches. Womack style. Hey, Leo. Lindy. This sandwich says La Poopy on it. I love you. What are you trying to serve here? Toggling your balls. Any tips? Toggling your balls. For eating abroad. Uh, toggling his balls. Uh, just below your nipple. Wait a minute. The biggest one yet. Grown ass adults. Toggle your balls. Wearing sports jerseys. Toggling your balls. The road rash book. Fifty shades of gray. Hot and twilight. The biggest one yet. Tremendous talent. Lindy. Oh my god. I got a little getting even to do. It's going to be outrageous. Kindness matters. Your grandmother. La Balena Blanca Bastante. Great Donnell Winslow. With a capable whitefish. Lippy baseball. The whitefish is semen. Lippy. The whitefish is semen. Wheat Fern piss stains. My little baby butter boy, little butter boy, clippy boy, baby boy. Knob, New Hampshire. Wheat Arnold P. Quackers. That's how you get blisters, Clippy. <laughs> That's how you get blisters. Fauntleroy Fuckleberry, and of course, Womack style. Anus Von Sweets. That sure tastes delicious. In my mouth. Yeah, you got y'all got rat tat twilly. Bibleopoly clip. Everybody down! Boggle, you balls. We got bigs at three o'clock! The oatmeal tasting booth. Get to your foxholes, goddammit! Boggling your balls. Hello, sixties, my old friend. Boggle, you balls. Baby butter boy. <laughs> I'm better than a lot of people. The biggest and the best. And I just want to point that out. You goddamn butter boy, son of a bitch. Cliff, this is Cliffbot 9000. I can't get a fuck out of you, son of a bitch. Wouldn't you like an oatmeal taste? Your grandmother just told me the good news. Oh, look up, look down, freak out, freak out, yeah. Helmet mayonnaise. Ever came up with fry yay? The rocket's red glare, the bombs bursting in air. I hate you. And a delicious Helios pizza in your oven. It's partly cloudy. Hashtag blessed. Puzzle, you balls. I call it the Butter Boy Express. Womack style. Ching ching money. My so-called friends. The Womack family holiday spectacular. Happy to pop in and say hi. Ah yes, good day. Today is March. 14th, finally, episode 76 of the Birthday Boy podcast. Although technically I did record uh, about 20 minutes of episode 76 uh, two weeks ago, two Sundays ago, in fact. And I recorded it while I was sitting on the couch in the morning. And what happened was I just, I had no energy to do any more, as I've had very little energy to do anything these last few months. And uh, so I didn't do anything beyond that. But what I'm going to do now is I'm going to uh, cut over to that 20-minute little podcast that I did 
on a Sunday morning two weeks ago, sitting on the couch, just riffing, man, just riffing on a few things. And then you're going to listen to that, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about some new stuff. Okay, here's, uh, here's, here's the beginnings of an, an unfinished podcast, episode 76 from two weeks ago, and then we'll be back with more. All right, episode 76. I figured I'd do it, the podcast from the couch today. I'm, it's, it's morning. I just sit on the couch all morning on the weekend, <clears throat> quite often. And I said, well, shit, I do this podcast on the phone now because I'm a lazy bastard. And uh, why, not, why not do it now in the early morning hours on a Sunday as I'm watching TV? Uh, it's so comfy. Actually, it's not, it's not comfortable at all. My neck, I'm so tired of this goddamn couch. I want it to be comfortable. It's my neck. I can never get my, my head in the right place. and My neck is stiff. There's nothing comfortable about this couch. I don't know why I would even say that. Why I would even suggest that it's at all comfortable. It's not. I'll tell you, though. I sit on this couch in the morning on a week weekend. And uh, yeah, I, I usually don't eat anything for hours. Because the kitchen is all the way over there. And I'm all the way over here. And just the thought of getting up off the couch is uh, it's it's too much for me. Anyway, well, welcome to episode seventy six. I don't know what, I don't know what I'm going to do here because I really am truly lying on the couch doing this podcast. It's it's crazy that you know. I'll tell you what the the the, the distance between the couch and the kitchen isn't it funny how many things am I the only one things that we do with our feet. Or try to do with our feet out of pure laziness. I'll speak for myself. Like when I'm when I'm, I, I was I, I threw I put shoes on the ground the other day, and they landed wrong. And instead of just using my bending down and using my hands and like putting them next to each other, flat on the ground and putting them away, I just use my, you know, my big toe. And then uh, what's the what's the toe called that's next to the toe, big toe junior. Well, anyways, I use those two toes. That's like, you know, the big toe is, is the main guy, and then the big toe is Megatron, and then the other one next to it is Starscream, I guess. So a big toe and, and big toe junior, I grabbed the shoe and was like trying to trying to flip it upside down and spin it around, and it takes like, <laughs> it takes like an extra 20 minutes where I could just bend over and do it, just because I don't want to bend over. When I'm taking off my pants, I use my right foot, I, I hold down the pant leg of the left leg with my right foot, and I pull my left leg out. And then, for some reason, I don't do the same thing with my left leg. I just stand there shaking my right leg, shake, 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 until the, until the pants come off. And sometimes that takes, that takes like 90 minutes, instead of just reaching down with my hand and pulling the stupid pants off. I'm going to tell you, the only reason that we make meals with our hands is because the couch is too far from the kitchen. If the kitchen, if the kitchen was next to the couch, I, I'd be I'd be making a bowl of cereal with my feet right now, which is disgusting. I realize that, but I'm so goddamn lazy. It's not it's not laziness. It's exhaustion. The last two months, I've I've mentioned this. I'm not going to get into it. They they have been exhausting. 
they've been uh, they've been just crazy crazy amounts of stress, which leads to exhaustion and you know it's just a then it's just it's like a vicious cycle and you can't you can't get out of it. Things are in motion though. I'm hoping that uh, some change is coming soon. We'll see. I'm putting it out there in the universe. I think, I think good things might be on the way. I had a couple couple of really good phone calls this week. Really interesting stuff. So. We'll see what happens, but I'm uh, I'm I'm looking forward to this week. I actually am. I'm actually hoping for for some good news. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But I'm telling you, if the couch and the kitchen were in the same room, instead of just getting up and making a bowl of cereal, I would try to figure out a way to stay on this couch and just grab the. Uh, was that my left foot? Didn't the guy do all that shit with his foot? I, see, I can never. I don't remember. If I, if I get the movie, the actual movie from the 90s straight, or if I'm thinking of a sketch on In Living Color, because I know they had that My Left Foot of Fury where he just beat everybody up with his foot and he was in a wheelbarrow. And I feel like the movie My Left Foot, he was just, he couldn't, he was just in a wheelbarrow and he had no use of his hands and one and, and his right foot either and he just had the left foot. And he was grabbing bottles of beer with his foot. and dr- I, I don't know. Maybe that was in Living Color. I, I don't know what the movie, the difference between the movie and the in Living Color sketch. But anyways, that would be me. But I have two, I have two good feet. And I would be, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd try to get the milk out of the fridge. And I'd open, the, I'd open the fridge door with my feet. And I'd try to pour the milk and the cereal. And then, um, and then that would be, that would be uh, a very unfortunate mess for Kim to have to clean up. So, uh, but yeah, I'll tell you, if the kitchen were next to the, if things were all in the same room, my the hands would be, uh, would, would become pretty irrelevant pretty fast. <laughs> Not for everything, though. Oh, gosh. Anyways, I'm watching some, uh, I'm catching up on pro wrestling as I do on the weekend mornings. I catch up on pro wrestling and then I say to myself, why did I do that? Why didn't I just delete these from the DVR? Why do I why do I spend my time? I enjoy AEW. And then I watch SmackDown, I watch Raw, and that is just it's really just 10 minutes of me fast forwarding cuz they're so they're just oh, I just have so lost interest. And I don't know. I I think well, maybe it's just cuz the pandemic like I I have lost interest in a lot of things during the pandemic as far as sporting live events because yeah, not having the crowd and having the fake piped-in noise, basketball games and all the other things, it kind of it does take away from it quite a bit. NFL football was different because the the camera angle, you really don't see the crowd that much during the games anyways. So watching a football game, it looked it looked and felt exactly the same. And the only difference is if the camera would pan out and then you'd see a, a wide shot of the stadium. And in some cases, it would be completely empty. Other places, obviously, uh, Kansas City and Florida and some other spots had uh, tons of people. You watch a college football game, and the stadium looks like it's practically full. Like a Georgia, I don't know about Georgia, but like an Alabama, Louisiana, the places that uh, the places that you would expect to be just completely irresponsible. Um. But yeah, there's just something watching wrestling, watching Raw and SmackDown in that Thunderdome. It's a cool look. 
it's neat. They got all the, the video screens and all the people and stuff, but I am just completely tired of looking at it. And, uh, but you know what? If they were putting on an entertaining program, listen, I watched the Royal Rumble and I loved it. I loved that whole pay-per-view that was in the Thunderdome. I didn't care about the video screens. So it's not that. It's just that they're not, there's nothing fun. There's nothing particularly entertaining right now for me in WWE. There's a couple little things, but not, not too much. Then you've got AEW and I'm in, I'm, I'm enjoying what's, uh, enjoying what's happening. Anyway, yesterday I watched, uh, uh, I think I'm on my fourth go around of watching Succession. I've brought Kim in on the show. It's, uh, you know, I've always been saying Mad Men is my favorite non-comedy series. Mad Men's the only series that I've gone back and watched every episode over again. That's not a com. I mean, I've done that with The Office. Certainly, things like Seinfeld and Simpsons have seen. You know, I've never watched them in order. You know, just sat through and binged every episode. But I've seen every episode. A million. I mean, I guess I binged every episode of Simpsons and Seinfeld when they were in their first run, when they were airing for the first time. But uh, never going back. The kids have watched every episode of The Simpsons. That's that was their big achievement over the summer. I think I mentioned. I was very very proud of them. Every single episode, all thirty what thirty one seasons, every single episode, all summer long, nothing but Simpsons. It was amazing. Just so so proud of those kids. Uh, what was I saying? Oh, Succession. Yeah. So Mad Men is the only. Uh, I, I've watched The Office from start to finish many times. Curb Your Enthusiasm, for sure. Seinfeld and Simpsons, seen them all. Well, at least all the good episodes of Simpsons. Uh, And every episode of Seinfeld, blah, 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 blah. Uh, But Mad Men is the only drama, I believe. I I may have gone through House of Cards a second time. A long time. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Boy, talk about a series that just, the final season was just abysmal. So bad. Anyway, uh, but Succession has now, uh, I've, I've now, I've gone through it four, four times, I believe. And man, oh man, is that the best series ever. I just love it so much. It's so good. It's so, it's so funny. It's so, uh, it just has drama. It has everything. It's just, you know, and it's billionaires. I love billionaires. Just doing stuff in New York City and high rises it's great i love it and it's a great it's just a great show they won those emmys for for a reason i'm telling you uh but i was thinking about it we had you know the and then the kids came, when the kids come out if Kimmy and i are watching a, a grown up shows during the day the kids come out the kids hide in their room quite a bit now they play on ipads and switches and uh, and all that kind of stuff and they, you know they play video games they make music they found some app something where you can you can make video games so they've been like making their own video games on some app i mean it's not you know they're not coding or anything like that it's it's one of those kid friendly type things but you can kind of construct your own stuff i guess and then play it and let people come in from online and play it but now they just they're 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 in that like preteen, pre preteen, whatever you want to call it. Uh, you know they don't hang out with us quite so much. They're mostly just in their rooms, and uh, so Kimmy and I actually get to watch uh, some grown up stuff before nine o'clock at night uh, on a Saturday or a Sunday, 
Uh, yeah, we watch Succession. But if if the kids come out, we turn it off. It's not you know it's not the worst thing in the world, but we'll turn it off. And I don't know. I put something on Netflix yesterday, and I I was just kind of staring at the Netflix logo, and I said, man, I I should just come up with my streaming service. Just take out like a couple of letters. Uh, maybe just take out like the T and the X in Netflix, and just call it Nefli. And it sounds like Nestle. And uh, my my Nefli, Nefli, Nefly, Nefli, Nefli streaming service. Uh, and so it'll it'll look similar. I'll change the font just enough so that there's no copyright issues. It'll look like Netflix, but it's uh, it'll be like half the price, and it'll be only it'll be only originals, and it's going to be shows that uh, I'm going to take classic shows that people love to binge on Netflix and other streaming services, and I'm just going to I'm going to make my own versions of them, but they're going to be they're going to be close enough that you're going to know what it's what we're what we're doing here, but not too close that I could get that I could get in trouble. So instead of as I've mentioned before, my good buddy Nate, just Nate, uh, came up with a, a program back in the day in the Barnes and Noble days called the Workplace, which I, I didn't realize that he was uh, he was pulling my chains. He was yanking my chains, uh, and, and you know, and, and jokingly coming up with the what sounded to me like the exact uh, TV show premise of the office because he said oh it'll be uh, like a documentary and you'll follow people around in their their daily uh, nine to five uh, office jobs and zany hijinks will happen and i think i'll call it the workplace and i said this poor bastard doesn't even know there's already a show like that it's called the office well now we on, on Netflix, we're gonna have the workplace it's gonna look and feel a lot like a familiar show an office-based program but it'll be just Different enough that uh, you can't really prove it in the court in a court of law that it's that different. So yeah, the workplace coming to Netflix. Uh, I'm gonna have a show about uh, six twenty-somethings living in New York on a six-floor apartment that uh, nobody could afford, but somehow uh, they work at coffee shops and things, and they're able to afford this this palatial residence on a on a six-floor apartment in in Manhattan. And uh, it's going to be called, and, and there'll be, you know, lots of, again, zany hijinks. They'll be hanging out at their favorite, uh, you know, maybe it's a coffee shop and a bookstore. And, uh, you know, there'll be lots of uh, on again, off again, will they, won't they, love interest type stuff. Uh, and the show is going to be called Buddies. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to have a, and then I'm going to have a show. Uh, it's a lot. It's it's going to be very similar to Cliffy's place. It's going to be uh, about a about a guy in uh, let's just say maybe it'll be in Boston or something. I, you know, I like Boston. Go there a lot. Might even go there today. I don't know. Uh, I've worked there for years, and uh, it's it's become very 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 special to me over the last five and a half, almost six years. After having only been to the city two times, the city of Boston two times in my life. I, I think both times at the age of sixteen. Uh, and knowing really very little about Boston until these last five years and coming to absolutely adore the city of Boston, I think it would be a, a nice fitting tribute to have this uh, a show on Nef coming exclusively to Nefli uh, set in a in a Boston bar, 
a pub, if you will. And, uh, you know, it'll be maybe an ex, uh, maybe an ex football player who opens a bar and he's got some friends, uh, you know, some of the regular bar patrons and some of the employees. And then there's maybe he'll, maybe he'll even have like an on again, off again, will they, won't they type thing with, uh, with one of the, uh, one of the servers at the bar. I don't know. Anything can happen. And, you know, maybe there's a guy who's, uh, Maybe not necessarily a postal worker, but maybe um, maybe a cab driver. Yeah, a lovable, affable cab driver who uh, who's always spouting off about useless trivia, something like that. Maybe uh, who knows? Uh, anyways, uh, this is going to be called salute, salute. Uh, you know, that's something you say when you raise a glass to somebody when you're toasting somebody. Salute. Salute! Is it salute? I can't... My mind is just... Anyway. Well, salute uh, will be exclusive to, to Nefli. I think that'll be very interesting. And now here's a big difference uh, between these series and the ones that you might be used to seeing uh, on, your, on your standard programming is every episode, just as we get close to the resolution, you know, this is, these are half-hour sitcoms, just as we get close to uh, to resolving something in the episode, whatever we've been building towards, uh, say for instance, for instance, salute, uh, you're going to, you know, we're going to get close to the end of the episode, the final minute, and we're about to get our, our resolution and wrap things up, uh, and then all of a sudden, uh, a car a car drives through the the drives through the window, uh, crashes into the bar. And uh, that's going to happen every week. And then on uh, on the workplace, uh, you'll get close to to the end of the episode, and you know, funny stuff. We're getting we're building towards the the resolution of the episode. Um, and then I was thinking that maybe a a, a car crashes through uh, the the wall, uh, the front of the of the uh, of the workplace building, and uh, and that's that's you know going to be zany, you know, and it'll happen every week. And then uh, I was thinking for uh, the hit, the, hit, the soon-to-be hit show Buddies, uh, that that the that you know it's a six-floor apartment, right? They 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 all hang out in their six-floor apartment, and you know, will they? Won't they? Uh, you know, the one guy couldn't be any more of a smartass, and you know, it's, it's, it's so funny. It's just so funny. It's so funny that you'll never remember a single line from the show. Maybe that'll be the difference. Is unlike uh, another '90s uh, acquaintance-based sitcom uh, on a six-floor apartment. Maybe there'll actually be some memorable lines. Uh, but nevertheless, it's a six-floor apartment, so it's preposterous that a car is going to drive through the window. But that's not going to stop me from having a car drive through the window of the six-floor apartment every single week. Every single week. It's 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 kind of a trademark. It's a it's a Nefli uh, trademark. And then of course, bank life will be, you know, this, this will be nice because I don't have to, like, you know, bank life has just sat on, on paper and in my mind for, for, and on this podcast for years, and, uh, and it hasn't gone anywhere because I don't know, how am I supposed to, what do, I, what do you do? It's not like you go on Indeed with your, with, your, <laughs> with your sitcom idea, and then they say, okay, we'd like you to come in for, uh, we'd like you to come in for a pitch meeting. You know, it's not like, oh, I'm going to apply to this job, and then oh, we'd like you to come in for an interview. So if I start my own streaming service called Nefli, 
And I don't have to pitch Bank Life. I just put it on there. Easy peasy. So that's that's what I'm thinking. And that's going to be, obviously, Bank Life will be the flagship. Uh, you know, that's, that's, that's what, what brings them in. They, they come for Bank Life and then they stay for the workplace. And Salute and Buddies. Uh, and those are just a few. Those are just a few. You know, uh, I'm going to have uh, the, uh, you know, the JWF, the Johnny Wrestling Federation, uh, exclusive pro wrestling on the uh, on Netflix, and uh, you know we'll have movies. There's still, there's still so much to to work out here. There's there's lots to come. So yeah, Netflix coming uh, so soon, very 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 soon. But don't hold your breath. But it is coming soon. But don't hold your breath. Ah yeah, that was gold. That was pure gold, wasn't it? Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Talking about what? Netflix. Netflix. I don't know. Why? Why couldn't it work? The world needs more streaming services, doesn't it? You've got Netflix and you've got Hulu and Amazon and Disney and Peacock and Paramount and uh, no longer do you have Quibi though. Rest in peace. Evidently, the Quibi content that I raved about so much over the summer that is now gone because Quibi no longer exists. Evidently, that has gone to the Roku channel. And I keep looking on the Roku channel to try and find it, and I don't see any any of those Quibi shows. So I don't know, I don't know what's up. I gotta look harder. Uh, I mentioned AEW. I watched the pay per view last week, AEW Revolution. Oh man, what a what a sad state of affairs. It was a good it was a good show. I actually quite liked it. Uh, and then the final exploding death match. I finally got to it yesterday morning, and Cam was watching it with me. And they have this whole countdown. John Moxley is handcuffed and he's beaten down in the middle of the ring by Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers, and they leave him there because part of the the stipulation of the match is that in 20 minutes the ring the ring is going to explode. Uh, the ring was lined three of the ring ropes, three sides of the ring were lined with barbed wire. There were tables with hoops of barbed wire attached to them. And then if anybody, John Moxley versus Kenny Omega, if anybody ran into the ring ropes which had barbed wire on them instead of ropes. The the ropes would explode, which they did. And if you threw somebody onto the table, it would explode, which it did. And then the big coup de gras was that after 20 minutes, there was going to be a 60-second countdown clock showed up on the screen. And then, the you know, like an air raid siren type, uh-oh, warning, warning. And the ring's going to explode. And it did, kind of. Uh, well, the countdown certainly went off, and John Moxley, who uh, lost the match and then was beaten down by Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers, he's left in the ring, handcuffed in the ring, bloody and battered, and then the, oh my god, 30 seconds, and Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers get out of the ring, and they they run out of there, and then out comes John Moxley's former fierce rival and now best friend and former best friend turned fierce rival, turned bitter enemy, turned now best friends again, uh, Eddie Kingston comes out, and he runs in the ring, and he's trying, there's, oh my god, there's only 15 seconds, and he's trying to wake up Moxley, he's trying to roll him out of the ring, but it's just dead weight, he can't do it, no, come on, 10 seconds, come on, get up, get up, 
five seconds, four, three, and then Kingston just says, oh my God, and he sacrifices himself and he lies down on top. He covers Moxley's head and face and he lies down on top of him like a, a parent protecting a child. And then all of a sudden, three, two, one, the ring's going to explode. And then then nothing happened except four corners of the ring had what looked like 4th of July. (laughs) 4th of July sparklers went off. Like, (laughs) and then like some, some flames that look like uh, pyro that would start off a wrestling show. Maybe. Like really cheap pyro, and then there was just one boom from some source outside, not even close to the ring. And then poor Eddie Kingston had to sell it as though the big explosion did happen. I don't know what the big explosion was supposed to look like, but it sure as hell wasn't supposed to look like what we saw at the end of the AEW pay per view last last Sunday night. And so they spent the final minute. Oh my God, the explosion! Eddie Kingston protecting his friend. He sacrificed himself for death. Oh, this is a horrible explosion. Uh, of course, there was no horrible explosion, but they have, you know, like, what are you, what are you supposed to do? Eddie Kingston's in there pretending like he just died. And then he, <laughs> that he, that he sacrificed himself and died for his buddy, John Moxley, when nothing happened. So what are the announcers supposed to say? Oh, there, ah, oh, there was no explosion at all. That really... That was just like a slight gust of wind with some sparklers and some smoke. But Eddie Kingston, but Eddie Kingston has still died protecting his friend John Moxley. I can't believe. It. So what are they? What are you supposed to do with with a minute left in the pay per view to try and call an audible like that? Uh, you know, so a bit of a disaster. <laughs> Not the disaster they were hoping to have. Uh, but it was it was fun. We we rewound it a few times. Cam and I had a good laugh, and Kim. And and Kayla, we all had a good laugh. Ah, yeah. Anyways, the Shaquille O'Neal match from the previous week was quite good. This, you know, celebrity wrestling matches can be uh, good for all the wrong reasons, and this was actually like, wow, it's a pretty good match. And Shaq throwing some body slams, falling off the ring apron through a through a table. Whoa, Shaq, look out! And now they now they have a chance the the match that never happened at WrestleMania Shaq versus Big Show, they did they did meet in a battle royal the Andre the Giant battle royal a few weeks ago a few years ago, uh, and then that was supposed to lead to Shaq versus Big Show at WrestleMania and it just never happened and now Big Show Paul White is in AEW and Shaq is kind of there too so I think. I know Big Show said he's got a few matches left in him, even though he's mostly doing commentary. I can't imagine they're not going to capitalize on a Shaq versus Big Show type of event. Anyway, welcome to episode 76, Birthday Boy Podcast. The actual episode 76, in addition to the episode 76 that I just played for you that I recorded two weeks ago. So what is this? This is like the fourth intro to this, this episode of the podcast? Man. Uh, yeah, I haven't, I haven't had the, uh, the energy or the motivation to do anything these last few weeks. I just haven't. It's, uh, it's been, it's been really tough, but, uh, yeah, things are looking up. Things are actually moving in a positive direction because I just said, you know what? I can't, uh, this job, I'm done. I'm just done. I can't do it anymore. Uh, and, and so I, 
I let the right people know on Friday at the end of the day and said, look, sorry, this ain't working. This this paycheck ain't ain't one I'm used to. And uh I'm gonna I'm gonna take it in a different direction. Uh but it's all good. You know, they are really good people. It was a good really good conversation. And I just said, you know, it's it's just the way it is. I you know, and I and I did a nice thing and I said, you know, I'm I'm not gonna give you two weeks, I'm gonna give you three weeks. This is my three weeks notice. So uh April second, that's it. That's that's gonna be I've done that before. I did that once before. I left a job that I did not particularly enjoy, and uh, it was at the end of December. And I said, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna give you three weeks. But really, it's not really that. It's not this grand gesture <laughs> that I make it out to be. It's really a it's a very selfish gesture because gesture because uh, back in December of 2018, I said, well, if I give two weeks notice, then I'm if I, I can start the new job, but then I a week later I have to go on vacation and I'm not going to be paid for the vacation because it's a contract. So I'm actually going to lose some money. I know. I'm just going to tell the new job I'll start in Janu- on January 2nd and I'll tell the current job, hey, I'm being a real pal here. I'm going to give you a three weeks notice so you have extra time to get somebody else. And they really appreciated it. And it's fine. It's like they appreciate it. I get to, you know, it works out for me. It works out for them. It's selfish and selfless at the same time, if that's possible. And that's what this this move is. I said, you know what? I'm going to go into April, uh, you know, to give myself a little bit more time, and I'm going to give you a little bit more time because you're going to need to replace me. And two weeks is that's not a lot of time to do much of anything. Uh, so yeah, and we'll see what happens to me in that time. I don't know. I, this is uh, this is one of those rare moves where I said, you know, I'm just I'm just done. And I'm burnt out too. I, when I was really going back, like I've had vacations in the last couple of years, technically. Uh, as you recall, in 2019, we went to Myrtle Beach and I worked the whole time. I brought the laptop and I, I did podcasts and I worked. We went to Norway. Okay. Didn't bring the laptop, didn't do any work. Uh, but we went to Norway on a Friday and came back on a Thursday uh, from traveling across the ocean, and then the very next day on Friday, I was back at work, and it was a contract, so I, you know, I wasn't getting, it, it, it was a very short trip to go all the way to North, Norway, it was great, it was, I still, I, I wish I was there now, but, okay, that was a vacation, but it was also, like, gotta make sure I get back, gotta work, we're gonna fly back on Thursday night, and then the very next day, I'm gonna get up and have to do work, have to go to work, it was a Friday, so it wasn't too 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 bad because then there was a weekend to finally rest. But it just wasn't that like ah, here's just a nice full week of, of a full. It wasn't a full week of vacation. Uh, I have had uh, trips the last three, I believe, trips to North Carolina to visit the family. I brought the laptop, and you know, I guess I had Christmas Day was a day off, or any any Saturdays and Sundays that occurred while we were there but any business day I was working so I I went backwards and said okay not counting you know and there was a week week and a half of unemployment back in 2019 when one contract ended and the new contract uh, with a different company didn't wasn't able to start when I wanted them to 
because they had to get my laptop and all that stuff. So it was like two weeks of unemployment where I was just kind of waiting for the new thing to start. I don't really count that as vacation. I mean, yes, it's vacation, but it's also, you know, I'm not getting paid. When I say vacation, time off where I am getting paid and also not bringing a laptop and not traveling, you know, yeah, okay, going down south every year for the holidays, it's a vacation. It's a getaway. It's a vacation for the kids. It's a getaway for me. It's just a, it's just different scenery to do work. So I went back looking at, thinking about all the different vacations. There, there haven't been many. The last time that I had a week off where I didn't work, I didn't go anywhere, it was a full week, Monday through Friday, book ended by two weekends, of course, as, as Monday through Friday uh, typically is. If you, have, if you, you consult a calendar, you can, you'll find this to be true. Uh, the last full week of vacation where I didn't go somewhere and have to pack and have to travel and have to you know either bring a laptop or not get paid or wasn't a full week or something where it was a straight shot one week of vacation that I was paid for that I just didn't have any concerns was <laughs> was April of 2017. So we're just about on the four-year anniversary of the last full week of actual vacation where I got paid and didn't have to go anywhere, didn't have to bring work with me. And technically that week was also, uh, I, was, I was in transition from one job to the next, and I, I was looking for that next job still. So I was still, there was still work to be done during that week. It wasn't exactly. So to, to really go back to the last full week, <laughs> so where I didn't have work, I got paid, I didn't leave. It was just purely relaxation. And I didn't have to look for a new job. I didn't have to do anything. There was just nothing to think about, nothing to worry about, nothing to do. Just take the time off. If you really want to get technical about it, that would be June of 2016. So, And before that would have been uh, sometime in 2014. So there you go. Uh, yeah, 2016, 2017 were the last, the last vacation. I'm burnt out. I am fully just fried, and I'm I'm tired in a way that I didn't think was even possible. And I have been very tired. Anybody who has kids is tired. I've been tired since since October of 2009. <laughs> As anyone with kids, just what's the age of your your children? They're under the age of 18. So sometime between one and 18 years, you've been exhausted if you have kids. And then even after that, I, I know. I know that even after my kids are old and they've grown and they've left the house and doing their thing, it's still going to be exhausted, exhausting because I'm a notorious helicopter parent and I'm always going to wonder what are they doing, where are they going, what are they up to, and I'm going to be you know checking in with them at all hours of the day, but in a in a casual sort of way, not like a not like a big brother hovering like what are you doing, where are you going, just hey what's up, how you doing, what's going on, that kind of thing. But yeah, the tr- but. You know, everybody's exhausted from just life and being alive is exhausting. Staying alive is exhausting, no matter who you are, whether you have kids or not, whether you have pets or not, whether you, whatever you do, whatever your line of work, it's just tired. It's it's exhausting. The whole thing is very exhausting. A pandemic is very exhausting. Everybody's exhausted from this pandemic, from the stress, from the worry, from you know having to do things completely different, and life has 
just completely changed in the last 365 days plus. It's been crazy. Uh, and so on top of that, just, you know, man, I'm, I'm just, I'm like, I'm done. I'm just done. I just, I just, on Friday, I just, I, I almost did this on Wednesday and I, I kind of chickened out. And then the more I thought about it, I said, no, I, I have to. And so I called my boss at the end of the day on Friday and said, Hey, it's, it's over. It's coming to an end for me. Very, very sorry. I know it's only been a few months, but this is, uh, it's not working. It's not working out. It's not going to work out. And, uh, you're great. You've been great. And that's not, that's not a lie. You, you know, it's a great team, but I, I'm going to be out of here. (laughs) And on April 2nd, I am, I'm out of here. And so I feel a little bit, but I'm still very exhausted. A, uh, the clock's being springing forward. By the way, every year, every goddamn year, when we set the clocks ahead one hour, I say, please, let this be the year. Let this be the year where we set these clocks ahead one hour, like we always do, and then we leave them alone forever. Every time. It's so, when we get to the end of October or the beginning of November, whatever it is, and we go to bed on Saturday night, oh, we get an extra hour of sleep. Yeah, that's great. And it's going to be dark at 345. That's fun. What fun this will be. Uh, And it's going to be light at 6 a.m. Maybe we could just, like, keep clocks where they are so it could just, you know, be a little darker in the morning. Okay, but now we've got some sunlight uh, past lunch. So every year we set the clocks forward and I fantasize and I say, what if what if sometime between now and next fall somebody, somebody in a position of power who has the authority, president, some whoever it is, says, look, We've had enough. This isn't a hundred years ago. We don't need everybody. The kids, you know, everybody's not out on the farm and the fields and whatever the hell reason they did this in the first place. We're just, we're done. Okay. We're going to do like uh, Arizona. Doesn't Arizona, didn't they stop following the stupid thing? They seem to be doing, well, that's a bad example maybe. But, you know, ah, they're okay. Arizona's all right. They got, you know, whatever. But the rest of us, can't we just, let's, be done especially in new england we're on the we're on east coast time but you think about it i thought new york got dark early in the winter but out here new hampshire massachusetts boston that's pretty far east it's a good three hours drive from what's already a pretty a pretty pretty far east uh area in new york when i was a kid I'm like, god it's it's 4 45 and it's pitch blackout yeah and then out here it's you know 4 15 and it's pitch blackout in the middle of december or january like it's enough it's enough okay so we set the clocks ahead last night for the next month we're all gonna try to have to figure out you know our bodies are gonna have to readjust to this crappy time change bullshit that we do every year and let's be done with it please please between now and October, somebody just announced, hey, we're done. No more. We've set our clocks for the last time. We've set them forward, and we're keeping them there forever. So anyway, yeah, 
but I just, yeah, I've had, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm exhausted. Uh, I, and I try, you know, a couple days prior to setting the clocks, I try to get up an hour early to try, to try and get used to it. So I got up, I mean, on Wednesday, that was the other thing. On Wednesday, I got up at about 4.30 because the last two months I, I, I go to sleep. I try to go to sleep early. I wake up at, uh, I don't know, 12.30. I wake up at 2 something. I wake up at 4, 4.30, somewhere in there. I wake up at, it's, uh. Yeah, I got the I got the the bags under my eyes to to show just how draining these last two months. And that's the thing. Last year, I didn't take a single, I didn't take any vacation. And I'm not bragging about this, by the way. This isn't one of those like, yeah, in America, we did, you know, like the Patriots, no days off, no days. Off. What a shitty chant. I want days off. I want lots of days off, and I want to get paid for them. I want a vacation. I want a vacation where I don't have to think about anything. I don't have to worry about anything. I don't have to do anything. I don't have to go anywhere. I want a vacation that's not like, you know, schlepping a bunch of pre- Christmas presents uh, up and down the East Coast. I, I want a vacation that's not like, you know, being committed. I just want, I don't want a vacation where I put my laptop in my luggage and open it and set up a little workspace area in a nice, uh, in a nice condo or something that overlooks the beach while everybody else is out having fun. Or even if they're not out, they're just relaxing on the couch. You know, I, I, I want to be, I want to be doing that. I have not done that in a while. I want to do that. So the worst case scenario is that I'm going to, I might get a couple weeks to be able to do that coming up here. But, uh, the fact of the matter is, yeah, I just, I, I'm in a place where it's just complete and utter and I'm like, you know, I find myself just shutting down on the weekends these last few months where I get up way too early. I haven't gotten enough sleep. I've been tossing and turning all night. I come out on the couch. I watch TV. I think of the things I should be doing. Hey, maybe I'll do a podcast. Hey, maybe I'll do this. Hey, maybe I'll do that. And I do none of them. I'm literally paralyzed. (laughs) I mean, you know, they say crippling depression, stress, all that stuff. Not to bum you out, but that's just what the fuck is happening in these last few weeks, in these last two months in particular. After being really eh, the opposite of that for the past several years, for most of these last few years, it's been, you know, the last two in particular has just been great. It's just been great. Just a good work-life balance, great pay, like the roles, like what I'm doing. Everything's fantastic. And I haven't felt the need to take time off. And I've been like okay with that. But now, <laughs> now getting into a place where I'm unhappy. Ah, water. Getting into a place where I'm, I'm unhappy and exhausted and stressed and underpaid. You know, it's the first time that I've ever taken a pay cut to go somewhere. And it was a tough choice because the benefits, as I've mentioned, were unlike anything I've ever seen before. And they've been fantastic. Went to the, We've all gone to the dentist. We've all gone to the eye doctor. We've all had our physicals. We've all had this and that. It's great. Uh, but man, I realize I'm going to need the good health care because I'm going to have an ulcer before long. And that's not even, <laughs> that's not even an exaggeration. I feel like something... Something's gonna happen that's gonna make me say, "Hey, I'm," you know, it's uh, yeah, it's like the whatever catch twenty two. Like, hey, I've got these great benefits, which is good because I'm gonna need them because the job that gives me these great benefits is gonna give me a heart attack and send me to the hospital. But at least I'm gonna have the best care available. Uh, no thanks. That's not uh, 
that's not something I particularly want to sign up for. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna ride out these next three weeks. I'm gonna do what I always do, which is even though I'm I a lot of people would be in coast mode. I don't have that ability. I wish I did. I've seen a lot of people who do. I'm kind of jealous. I have seen people just spectacularly fail, and they just keep coming back, and they don't care that they're doing a poor job because nobody's telling them, you're fired, you're gone, get out of here. Uh, I can't... I, yeah, I put, I put, you know, and a lot of this is self-inflicted. You know, I put the pressure on myself big time. Just to, you know, I have to, everything has to be perfect or else it's a failure. And that's, you know, that's a me problem, which, you know, that follows me everywhere. But, uh, yeah, it's just, you really do factor in just the, the amount of extra time that I've had to spend and I'm, I'm finishing up work and then the, I'm finishing up work at, you know, six, seven, eight o'clock, nine o'clock at night. You know, a lot of people say like, hey, the great thing about the pandemic, you get to work from home. And somebody responded and said, no, now you're just living at work. And I didn't get that because I didn't feel that way the last year during the pandemic at my previous job. And I didn't feel it the year before when I was mostly working remote at that job. I felt, no, this is great. My commute is not two hours. It's two seconds. And I just open up my laptop. I do my work. Five o'clock, close laptop, on with my day. And enjoy. And now it's open up laptop, do work, keep doing work, 6.30, time for a PTO meeting, take meeting minutes, finish PTO meeting, get back to work, finish some emails, finish some stuff for tomorrow, close laptop, go relax for a few minutes on the couch, see emails from boss at 9.45 at night. I don't, I can't see that and ignore it. I can't pretend I didn't see it. So then I run back and open up the laptop, which again, that's, that's a me problem. I could, some people can just ignore it. I can't, I've just been very fortunate. I suppose that I haven't had a lot of, uh, emails coming in at any job too long after, you know, six at the, you know, the late emails are like six, six thirty. but mostly work's done five, five thirty. It's done. And at this place, it just goes all night. And I had Wednesday, uh, or excuse me, Thursday night. Uh, yeah, working on some stuff. Had an email with some proposed changes for a big meeting on Friday, uh, on Thursday. And, or, or yeah, Wednesday night, had an email at like 9.30. Got on the computer and at like 10.15, sent some changes, some updates back. Next morning, emails were coming in before seven, six o'clock in the morning. Because I, I wake up, I, I, I have a mentally, my sixth sense tells me there's emails, and I wake up. I woke up Wednesday at four forty-five. I woke up Thursday at like about the same time, a little before maybe five forty-five, a little before six, which I guess is good, preparing me for the time change from last night. Uh, but I saw all these emails about the about the thing I was working on. And more proposed changes for a meeting, a big meeting that was coming up later that afternoon. And so now I'm up and I'm working on this and that. I had to go to the dentist on Thursday morning. So I'm, I'm, they took, oh my God, they took my blood pressure at the dentist. It was, oh boy, oh doctor, 
<laughs> it was bad. I looked down. I said, holy shit, that's my blood pressure. And she goes, whoo. She said, is it usually that high? I said, not not in many years. That was like uh, 40 pounds heavier drinking Diet Mountain Dew all day long. That's what my blood pressure used to look like. And I was on I was on blood pressure medication because it was uh, I was on blood pressure medication that the guy who owns the pharmacy that I go to, the mom and pop pharmacy that I go to, he looked at it and chuckled and then apologized. He said, "I'm sorry, this is usually for much much older people." And I said, "Yeah, well, I uh, I my age might say otherwise, but I'm a much much older person, and and now I'm I'm not as old because I've lost a bunch of weight and I'm trying to keep healthy and active and da 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 da, no caffeine, no booze. Uh but yeah, my blood pressure, boy, that was a it was a throwback to 2017, 2018 uh, when I saw that blood pressure the other day. Oh man, you know it's the blood pressure of going to the dentist. It's the first dentist visit visit that i've had since before covid they did a fabulous job they have little scan you just wipe you know you you swipe your hand in front of the scanner and all the doors open hand sanitizers everywhere they did a fantastic job very pleased very impressed uh yeah but then then had the big meeting thursday afternoon immediately after the meeting my boss calls and i i thought the meeting went quite well a lot of people a lot of a lot of muckety mucks on the meeting on the call and uh, my boss called to tell me that the meeting uh, was too long. Uh, of course, this was uh, this was a presentation that my boss had created for this meeting. We had the exact same meeting two weeks prior for reasons I'm still trying to comprehend. Uh, but we we had that meeting two weeks prior, and it was fine. It was the deck that my manager created, and then we kept it. We added some more people to this meeting, and the same ones who were on it before. Uh, and went through the the same material. And frankly, it's not a very interesting subject. So, you know, instead of even just like a remotely like, hey, good job. Hey, that was good. Put a lot of effort into it. Really appreciate it. It was, hey, why do you think uh, only three people ask questions? I said, three people? Where have you been working? That's like, that's three times more than than normally asked questions in a meeting like that at every place that I've ever worked. Is that is that not how it usually goes here? Oh no, people are usually much more engaged. They ask much more, many more questions in this type of meeting. Oh, well, okay then. I guess uh, you know. I guess a dummy like me, even though I was using the format that you created. And there's a lot to this particular initiative, and we went through all of it. I, maybe, maybe we gave them so much information there was no no more room for questions. What else could they ask? We got we gave them everything. Maybe that was it. No, couldn't be. Couldn't be. It was just too long. It was too long. Not that I disagree. I, I would never have made it as long as it was, but it was kind of uh, dictated. And then I went with it and then was told, oh, it was too long, as though I had made it too long. I, I, I don't know. And then, of course, uh, before, uh, before I spoke during the meeting, the manager quickly jumps on and says, hey, we, we, really, we really should move things along uh, so we, we make sure we have time to get to everything. Oh, good. No pressure. I was just you know, getting ready to go through all of my slides. And just before I'm ready to talk, hey, let's, make, let's hurry up. So I'm, all, so I'm all thrown off. I'm all flustered. 
And uh, but you know what? It's funny. I got to the I got to the end of that. I, I was going to give my notice on Wednesday, and I said, "Let's see how Thursday's big meeting goes. Maybe that'll change change things a little. Maybe that'll turn the tide a little bit." And I was going through that meeting, and I said, "You know what? This this might this might be able to work. This might if you know this meeting's going well. I think this might be able to work." And then boom, call call from the boss. Hey, what would you think? That was the first thing. What'd you think? Like, uh, well, uh, whatever I say is going to be wrong. Because if I say, I think it went great, I'll be told that it didn't. And if I said, oh, I don't think it went that well, I'll be told, yeah, you're right, it didn't. Either way, it's, uh, I, you know, I'm like, what did you think? <laughs> no, I gave my opinion. I said, yeah, because I knew, exa- I, I know people before, I know exactly why. Because people didn't, uh, you know, three people had questions and that was it. I thought that was plenty for a big presentation like that. You know, what, what can you ask for them? And it's a presentation. It's it's a it's a project that involves pretty much every group at the company. So maybe there are specific questions, and people said, "I don't want to take up time. The whole group's on here, and I don't want to ask my little nitpicky questions about my thing." And uh, you know, and my piece of the project isn't coming along for another three months. So maybe I'll just I'll hold off for now, and you know. Not take up anybody's time. There's a million reasons. It's also, you know, it's after lunch. It's the afternoon. I don't know. People are bored. You you had me put 90 minutes on the calendar. What? I don't know. It's just, it's too, it's too inconsistent. It's one thing one day and the other thing the next day. So, yeah. So that was the call right after that meeting. And I said, okay, I'm done. I'm done. I was into this 10 minutes ago thinking, yeah, this could work. And, uh, and now, okay, it was, it's, and at no point was it, you know, said to me, that was a bad presentation. Just the presentation was too long. Mm. I don't disagree. I would never have made it that long. Never. But I'm, I'm going off of the orders that I was given in this case. Uh, and being that I'm two months in, I don't want to really ruffle feathers at this point. So I'm just, I'm, you know, I'm learning the ways of the company and the ways of the company do not align with the ways of me. So I said, okay, well, that, you know, that's, it, is, it is what it is, D. Uh, we gave the presentation. And then I was getting feedback individually from other people who did have questions. Specific questions. And I think they just didn't, they were shy and didn't want to ask them because I got emails with questions and said, thank you for the wonderful presentation. Maybe that's bullshit. I don't know, but I, I've done uh, this ain't my first rodeo. I've done some presentations in my day. It's like it's kind of what I do, and it was pretty good. It's pretty good. So when somebody says, "Hey, great job, great presentation," okay, well that's good. If they didn't think it was a great presentation, they wouldn't say so. They would just ask their question. So yeah, that was kind of enough. I, I see. I see how this is just going to keep going. Is I'm going to be working tirelessly, updating PowerPoints at 10 o'clock at night, stressing about a meeting all day, getting to the meeting, doing a good job on the meeting, and then being told, that was too long. That was too short. They didn't ask enough questions. They asked too many questions. They asked the wrong questions. You should have, they should have asked the questions. They should have this. I've never had this. I may. I guess I'm really lucky. In like 13 years of... The industry that I'm in, I have not had a situation like this where I'm 
you know, moment to moment, I don't know what is going to be said because it changes. We used the same presentation two weeks ago. It wasn't too long then. And I said, hey, are we just going to pretty much use the same presentation for this thing? Yep. And just, oh, and by the way, just add a slide. You got to add a slide or two. Oh, so we're adding to the presentation, which in my in my experience, adding to a presentation is typically not the way to make it shorter. But what do I know? I've only been doing this for 13 years. I have a lot to learn, obviously. So, okay. <laughs> so we, so the presentation was just fine two weeks ago. Now it's too long. Two weeks ago, there was even less, even less feedback on that call two weeks ago. Even less. And now... We're on the same call, the same basic meeting, just with a, a slightly, you know, some additional audience members, and it's not enough engagement, even though more people were engaged. So two weeks ago, nobody asked questions, and it was the same length of time. Fine, just fine. And then this week, same presentation, even more questions, even more involvement, and there wasn't enough involvement, and it was too long. Okay. Tapping out. Not going to do this. That's not the kind of thing, you know, on top of everything else, <laughs> to, to, to wonder what's going to happen. What the feedback is going to be on all that. No. No. Done. You win. I'm out. I'm done. It's enough. Thank you. I knew, I knew on the interview that we... I, that's the crazy thing. It's like I have a crystal ball. And I know some might say, well, that's because... You created this in your mind, and then you subconsciously made it happen in the way that you thought it was going to happen. No, not really, because I don't, I don't control how people be. I just know people. I just read people. I can typically read a room. I can typically read people. Not always, but typically. And so when I'm on the interview, you can usually, just like they're sizing me up, I'm sizing them up. Right? Just like any time you meet somebody, you're, you're, you're figuring out what's, what's this person all about. What do they like here? What do they, you know? And and I knew, I knew from the interview, I said, this is going to potentially be a disaster for me. I'm I'm already getting up, getting, I'm picking up the signs, I'm picking up the signals, I the messages, the subtext, I know how this place operates, and it is not how I operate. But you know what? Those benefits, man, they're pretty damn good. <laughs> so shame on me. Uh, I should have, I should have just made the right choice. I knew it was a bad decision back in December when I said yes, sure, I will take this. I accept this position for far less money than I've been making. The lowest salary that I've made in six years. Yes, I will accept the. What are you doing? That's not how this works. I've never. Every in 13 years, every time I leave for a new job, it pays more. The new job pays more than the old. This is the first time where the old job was paying more than the new. That alone should have disqualified it. When I had the pre-interview and and you know said, "Hey, what's the?" They tell you, "Don't ask the salary." I say, "Fuck you." Oh, it's rude. Oh, is it? It's rude to ask what I'm going to be making to do all this stuff. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm rude. Why don't you get a more polite person then? What does it pay? That should never be the first question. It can be any, it can be the first, second, third question. You deserve to know for Christ's sakes. 
And so I asked, and if the people tell you, great. And if they can't, that's a problem too. And these people, yeah, they gave me a pretty good idea. But it was still, it was like, but. They do that, but, which doesn't mean anything. Here's the salary, but you know. And they say that to try and make it seem like there's more to it. There isn't. Uh, and I and also, when people start talking about bonuses, go fuck your bonus. I don't want bonuses. I don't. The bonus is that, you know, dangling a carrot is not something. No. I, take, keep your bonus. Build it into my actual compensation. How about that? There's a, there's a thought. Well, no, it's uh, your performance. If you perf- Yeah, great. So if I kill myself... And it doesn't meet your, in some cases, rather arbitrary criteria. Then there's no bonus. So no, I'll have you actually just give me the bonus up front and included every single year because it will be in my salary. That's that's what I want. So, you know, it was all the all the signs were there, and I thought, but I thought, well. Yeah, if I can make it six months, if I can make it a year, we'll see. And I, I realized within the first week, uh, yeah, this is not, I mean, how long have I been saying this on the podcast? I'm so tired of talking about it. I didn't plan to talk about it today. How long have I said that too? I've, this is like the fifth time that I've said, I don't plan on talking about this. But honestly, this is, the, I need to talk about this. This is therapy for me. It's, I know the podcast is like funny and dick jokes and cliffs. I haven't done, you know, the, the, the Womax have not been on this podcast since Christmas. I totally get it. I know. I do. Just fucking thank you for like just bearing with me, you know, while we, while we, while we plow through this bullshit. And we're almost there. And we'll almost, I, I feel it. It's coming soon. We'll be back to silliness. We won't be talking about this stuff every week, but I need to because that's part of like, and I, I'm not joking when I say it, it's like a crippling, it's crippling, paralyzing. It's paralysis. I lie on the couch with TV on and I stare at the clock in pure, <laughs> pure terror that, oh my God, we are, ne- we are drawing ever closer to, to Monday. And... It's it's coming to an end. It's coming to an end. But for for the time being, I need to just I need to just do what I need to do on this podcast. And rather than just do nothing, I'm doing something. And I'm this is the pod. This is episode seventy six. And the best I could muster up from two weeks ago on a Sunday was talking about Nifli, Nifli, <laughs> and uh, whatever bullshit I was talking about with my feet. And some AEW wrestling, and you know, but I I had to go through. So anyway, I I had to go through this last week because this was the week where I woke up on Wednesday, just pure, just staring at the ceiling, just heart pounding. I've never this this doesn't happen. Like I'm I'm high anxiety. I've always been, so that's hard enough. Uh, My oldest is the same way. Uh, a lot of people in my family are the same way, and that's the way it is. That's then I have a young daughter and a wife who don't have that, and I'm so jealous. I'm so thankful that at least one of my kids, you know, gets to Sunday night and she's just like, "Yeah, cool, all right." 
It was a good weekend. Looking forward to the next one, but I get to get to school tomorrow. That's cool. Just everything's fine. She's just, and I'm nothing's like that for me. As I've mentioned, I go on a vacation, and when I was a kid, I was talking about I was like third grade, fourth grade. I don't know how old I was. I remember waking up on a Tuesday or Wednesday in the middle of a vacation in a pure, just a, a cold sweat panic that the vacation was now uh, halfway over and only had three days left or four days left or something like that. As an as a, as a, as a eight or nine-year-old, like that, <laughs> that's bad. Uh, anyway, so it's, it's, it's just part of it. And then there's been times, there's been times where I've, you know, like middle school wasn't that stressful. And high school wasn't that stressful for me, oddly enough. It still was, you know, there's a lot of work and stuff, but I, I just enjoyed it. College, eh, had its moments. The really, you know. It's really uh there's there's been some just yeah. I don't know. It's it's hard to it's hard to say. There's just some things where I look at what I'm doing, I say this should be more stressful than it is. There's a lot here. And yet it's and yet it's not. And then there's other th- and I don't I don't really know. I don't know why some stuff makes me more stressed out than other things, but man, these last 2 months have been I can't remember I, there's been two other times. It was my first semester of business school. Because I completely, I bit off more than I could chew. Even well, I guess I didn't because I completed it successfully. I just bit off a lot to chew at once because I was working full time at the at the bookstore, and I took on a full time. I had like six courses, just a full time schedule. Like Monday through Thursday were my classes, and then Thursday, Friday, Saturday was work, and then Sunday was like doing homework and stuff. And uh, and then yeah, and then I would work a, a Monday or a Tuesday here and there. I, I I don't know, but it was it was just insane. It was an insane three months. And even after, I remember still having just anxiety, like panic dreams and anxiety attacks. After that, even after the semester ended, even after I got my grades, and it was all good, I was still I was having like nightmares. Uh yeah, just and then there was there was yeah, it's it's not it's not great. It's not great. Um yeah, and this so first semester of of MBA back in 2004 was brutal. Uh my 3 months that I spent as a recruiter for Robert Half was pure horror at all times. But that was that was even worse because there were just, you know, there were some pretty horrible people in that line of work at the particular, some really cool people too, who I'm still in touch with, but yeah, some real, some real doozies. Uh, and then this, those are like the three, the three big major anxiety points in my life or my, my adult life anyways. And then of course you go back to elementary school and that's how I felt all the time. Isn't that crazy though? Like first grade, I remember waking up. I remember waking up after my parents put me to bed in first grade, and I'm in my bunk bed, just sobbing. And they had to come in. They're like, "What's what the hell's wrong with you? What's going on?" 
because I never had that. And I was, I was worked up. I was all worked up because uh, Tim Lemery put crayons in the pencil sharpener the day that day and made me laugh and was goofing around so much. And as a result, he and I didn't finish our our work. We were we were working. We were partners on a on a on an assignment, a writing assignment or something. And he was just being a goofball. And he was making me laugh. And we didn't finish our assignment. And so we were the only two kids who had to, instead of going out on the playground the next morning when the bus dropped us off, we had to come in and finish our assignment. That's it. Just, okay, just come in. Instead of the playground, you're just going to come in and use that 10 minutes to just finish this assignment. And that's it. And I took that as like, oh my God, I'm, <laughs> this is it. I'm going to be suspended from school. I'm my parents are going to put me up for adoption. I'm done. Every, like I am everything in my mind is the worst is doomsday. I build up not the worst case scenario, but the, 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 the fantasy, not at all plausible scenario that will never happen. That's what I build up in my head that I'm going to like, I'm going to be tied to a, a flatbed train car and just run out of town because I didn't finish my <laughs> stupid writing assignment that I need like 10 more minutes to finish and I just have to come into the classroom. And then, of course, I came in and finished it and stupid Tim Lemery went outside and played on the playground. And uh, you know what? You know who slept like a baby that night, the night before that? Tim Lemery, I guarantee you. He was the one putting crayons in the pencil sharpener, being a doofus. And then he went out on the, he skipped the assignment, went on the playground, had a great time, Probably slept like a baby the night before, and I'm up all night tossing and turning. Like, oh my god, I got, I am the first time I am not able to go on the playground in the morning. Why they're gonna, gonna put me in jail? Probably the police are gonna come and take me away. I was, oh my god! But that's how my mind is, and it sucks. <laughs> and that's why I can't enjoy anything ever. Uh, including vacations. There have been a, a handful that I've really been able to enjoy. Norway was one of them. Uh, Hilton Head Island, not the Womack Spectacular, but an actual trip to Hilton Head Island in 2014 was one of the most relaxing, fun times I've ever had. Uh, our honeymoon. So that was what? <laughs> that was only 13 years ago. <laughs> Uh, so, so yeah, so a solid three, <laughs> a solid three vacations in the last 13 years have I truly been able to enjoy. And that trip to Hilton Head Island, by the way, uh, I came, I drove back to Charlotte, uh, Wednesday night because I had to work Thursday because I was not planning on taking the full week off. And I went into the office Thursday, I worked and then at 4.30, I grabbed my laptop and went back out to Hilton Head Island. And then the next day on Friday, I worked from the hotel. And that is one of my most relaxing vacations. So anyways, 50 minutes to tell you I am just burnt out in a way that I have never known. And fuck it, man. I've been wor- This sounds ridiculous, but I've been working. I was just telling Cam last night. I said, holy shit. I was your age when I got my first job. I was 11 and, I don't know, three months, four months, 11 years and four months old. Cam is 11 years and four and four months old. 11 years and four and a half months old. Uh, 
when I got my first job delivering newspapers. And yes, my, my parents and my all it was a family affair. We got up in the morning and delivered newspapers, and then ultimately it just became, you know, it was just me delivering all the papers uh, after a couple of years. But still, uh, that, was every, that was seven days a week from the time I was 11 until my senior year of high school. From, I think, I want to say August or September of 1991, I believe, until uh, January of 1998. Uh, so, yeah. So, six and a half years. <laughs> six and a half years of getting up literally. At, there's no days. That's a no days off job. And, yes, it's only an hour in the morning in my case. But it's an hour in the morning. At 5.30, the alarm goes off. And in the middle of a blizzard, in the middle of a thunderstorm, in the middle of whatever the day looks like, pitch black, middle of winter, below zero, wind chills, record cold, does not matter. You're delivering newspapers. And they need to be delivered. I think the, I think the deadline, the, the SLA, if you will, the service level agreement was, I want to say, 7 a.m., I mean, it had to be because I had to go. To, I had to get ready for school. So, and then on, I think on Sunday you could you could go till nine. You could you know you could deliver the papers as late as nine on a Sunday, and I want to say maybe eight o'clock on Saturday. Didn't matter. They were they were all delivered by seven o'clock on Saturday because uh, and on Sunday too because uh, Saturday was uh, you know. <laughs> building a deck or a shed or putting up walls in the basement. With the old man, and then Sunday was church. Every, without exception, was church, and church started at nine thirty. And then after church was the youth group, and then after that, when I was a little bit older, was mowing the lawn in the cemetery, and then mowing everybody's lawn in my neighborhood. So like, <laughs> it sounds like oh my god, Let's play the world's smallest violin. The poor kids had to work for thirty years. Big fucking deal. But you know what, man, I have had to work. For since I was 11 years old and I'm about to turn 41 in a couple of months and so it's been 30 it's been three decades of, of non-stop work while my asshole friends were getting out of uh, uh, college you know on Christmas vacation and coming home for a month to just relax I was getting out of college for a month for Christmas vacation and spending every day of the week working at a retail job because I was working during college so like come on dude and I know I'm not the only one. Like plenty of plenty of my friends work during college. Big deal. But man, it's uh, yeah, it's a bit exhausting at this point. It's a bit exhausting, and it's uh, it's not going to let up anytime soon. But I cannot. Uh, this particular role that I have been in since January is fucking done, dude. Three weeks. I think I can make it that three weeks. At some at various points, I say to myself, I don't know if I can even make it the three weeks. But I'm just going to show up, and if <laughs> if something happens anytime in the next three weeks, that somebody comes to me and says, hey man, forget the three weeks, we just don't need you anymore, just fuck off. I'll say, great, perfect. That's super. So, yeah, either way, it's it's over. I'm I'm fully exhausted right now as I'm talking to you, as I'm telling you this. I'm pacing back and forth. I'm podcasting into the phone once again. And I'm just, I've, well, I woke up, you know, the clock change. 
waking up at 4.30 all the time this week, uh, you know, tossing and turning, waking up every every hour or two in the middle of the night. Uh, it's, it's fucking taking a toll. So I got the nice, uh, got the bags under my eyes, I got the headache, get, you know, the whole thing. Uh, and I, I won't even get into what's doing with my stomach. <laughs> this is, but man, oh man, I must tell you, even if nobody's listening to this anymore, because you don't want to hear about my fucking grievances, because we all have problems. If you stop listening, that's fine. If nobody's listening to this, I don't even care. I just need, I need to say this. All of this needs to be said out loud instead of in my mind. <sighs> it just needs to be said out loud. And that's fucking, uh, that's a, that's as good a, a feeling as, as calling and giving my notice on Friday. And I'll tell you on Friday, I mean, first of all, Thursday was like 70 degrees. Friday was like 65. That feeling that I had on Friday when I gave that, you know, gave my resignation, gave my three weeks notice, put on the sneakers, put on a pair of shorts, hopped on out of here to go for a nice long walk. A little bit of sunlight still left out there. Oh, that was that was a feeling. That was a feeling. Uh, and then talking to somebody about some potential things coming up, uh, coming up uh, on the horizon here was was also something that happened Friday night on that walk and that was that just added to the feeling. So, I'm going to try to keep this this good these good feelings going. I still feel shitty because like <laughs> it's coming to an end, but the fact of the matter is I still have to I still have to perform three more weeks worth of this job, but at the same time I now I have now made it official that I'm out of here. So, it's uh it does it does change the perception all across the board, which is good. Uh, it's it's time. It is time. I have another friend. It's funny. It's you know, I have various friends. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but the last couple of months, I have a number of people. I'm not the only one who's just completely miserable. Their job, and I have another friend who I you know have been messaging with on uh, on Instagram or on LinkedIn or something. Who uh, a friend from gosh, I've known since like kindergarten or first grade. And she just started a new job back in January, and she's completely miserable as well. And I fucking, I hope, I hope she gets the same kind of stuff going soon. Uh, she said the same thing. I said on Wednesday, I was texting her. I said I damn near just quit my job today with nothing. You know, I just, I damn near quit. And she said, Yeah, I've been thinking about that too. And then I had another friend, kind of saying the same. Th- it's weird. I don't know. I don't know what's going on as of late. Uh, I guess I was just lucky last year, but I don't know if people are just like, eh, it's a pandemic. What are they? What are they gonna do? What other options are out there? Well, there's tons of options, because yeah, the pandemic's not over, but the uh, the economy has been open for some time and it's continuing to open. And there's gonna be, you know, it's a while before we fully recover. But like, this is a hell of a lot better than uh, than we where we were in uh, what 2008, 2009 even 2010 i mean it's just you know that was a that was several years before shit started to to pick up in a in a meaningful way and i'm already seeing stuff that's picked up just from i mean you go back to last april may june there was nothing happening not that i wanted any but i started to get worried because my contract was ending in june last year and i said oh god what if 
there's a there's a very good chance that they don't keep me after <laughs> after June because everybody's like cutting costs and tightening the purse strings in a in a way that hasn't been done in quite some time. And luckily, I you know they kept me coming back until the end of the year um, because uh, you know I I was I was giving they appreciated quality work. It's not bragging. It's just what it was. Um, but I started in May, May, June. I started to get a little panicky. And luckily it was right around June 1st that I found out, okay, you're, you're coming back for a few more months. Great. But I started to panic and I started looking out there and there was nothing. There was nothing. Nothing. It reminded me of 2008 when one day I, I remember looking at jobs to see what, and there was tons of stuff. And then the, uh, and then the, the collapse took place. And a week later you go on those same job and there's nothing, nothing. Literally nothing. Uh, and it's not like that anymore. Really, you know, even towards the end of the year, shit started to pick up and it continues to do so. And we get into the warmer weather. Spring, summer is when things oftentimes really pick up. So maybe there's maybe there's a mentality of like, ah, beggars can't be choosers, so here you go. Uh, but that's really, that's false. They're going to find that out. They, meaning anyone, is going to find that out pretty quickly. All right, I gotta take a break. I've been talking for an hour straight, and I have funny stuff I wanted to talk about. I don't know if I have the energy to get to it, but let me see if I do. Uh, let me take a quick break and come back and talk about more things on the Birthday Boy podcast. Stick around. All right, back with more episode seventy-six Birthday Boy podcast. How you doing? Days are lighter, more daylight. More warmth, finally. This is the first year that I, I'm like, okay, I'll be, I'll be good when the warm weather gets here. This is the first time in a decade, over a decade, that I'm actually like, okay, I'll be okay when, when winter's done. That's cool with me. Um, and I, it, it has to be, well, between what's what's going on with me. As I've spent the last hour talking about, uh, has made for a pretty unenjoyable winter. But it would be unenjoyable no matter what month, what season this was taking place in. Uh, but also, you got to figure this whole lockdown, shutdown, pandemic, <clears throat> quarantine, whatever you want to call it, it started a year ago. A year ago today, really, was the first, uh, at least my kids, uh, March 13th was the last day that they were in in school in person so it's been over over a year exactly one year yesterday so that would make March 14th the first the first new normal day uh so now we've yeah so now we're we're exactly one year now I worked I was in the office in person until the 17th that was my last day in the office so in a couple days <clears throat> I'll be at my one-year anniversary of not ever leaving the house ever again. Uh, but when you think about that, like, okay, March 17th, you know, you, the end of March, you get more daylight, you're getting longer longer hours, you're getting warmer weather, and even if you get a little bit of snow, which is certainly likely to happen in late March, early April in New England, you get it, and then, uh, what, a day or two later, it's 60 degrees and it all melts. And then and then it's the end of April and the trees are, leaves are coming back. The grass is green and blah, 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 blah. 
So it wasn't it's like, okay, no big deal. We're going to be in a pandemic. Hey, it's a good time to start one because it's, it's spring. We can get outside a lot. And then uh, you do that through fall and then winter. I didn't, you know, I was still pretty happy in November, December. I had the good job. Uh, contract was still being renewed. Of course, the contract was renewed. Uh, and I would probably still be there. That's the... I know, I know. I'm trying to move on to other topics. I know, I know. I can't. Because here's the thing. I left the job that I said over and over, I don't care how long it takes. As long as they keep renewing my contract, I'm going to keep coming back because I, I've never been happier. And I want to stay here forever. I want to stay in this job forever. I have never been happier than the job that I had last year. And usually they would tell me by the first, second, third day of the month, hey, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna renew you. You know, the month, whatever month the contract was coming up for renewal, they would let me know at the latest by the end of the first week. And uh, in this case, I didn't find out until December fifteenth that I was in fact going to be coming back for another month. And now that I look back, I say, boy, they probably would have, they probably would have kept me in February and in March, and in April, and, uh, you know, maybe not, maybe not that far out, but, but at least I, I certainly know for a fact, maybe it would have ended on January 31st, but I know I would have had January, and I could have spent that another extra month, you know, really being choosy about where I went next, I kind of took the first thing that came along, and, uh, we know how that has turned out, (sighs) What was I saying? Oh, yeah, but anyways, uh, so I know that January and February, I wouldn't have minded nearly as much if I was at the if I was at the other place. But for all of us, this is the first time that we've had to experience a full winter season <laughs> during the pandemic. We knew in January and February that something was coming, and it might not be so good. But we also we also had that happen. You know, we had that happen before, right? With uh, all the other these swine flu and Ebola and whatever else, all these other things, and it never, obviously, never got to that point where they they shuttered businesses and closed schools and all these other things uh, and sent everybody home. But we knew we knew something something was coming along, and then once we saw like, oh, Europe is starting to shut things down, and everybody's just staying home and quarantining. Uh oh. <laughs> um, but by the time we got there, it was the end of March. So like, okay, this sucks, but we, you know, we got some nice weather. We can go to the beach. We can go to the pool. We can do we can do stuff that still resembles kind of a normal summer, even though there's no sports on TV. And we can't like go anywhere <laughs> to do anything. We can still go to some places. And then we got to January, and like, oh my god! And we took the you know the kids didn't do any of their usual stuff this year. We did stuff over the summer. I felt a little safer, you know, dance classes and archery lessons and ice skating in the early fall when it was still warm out. And okay, that's pretty good. And I, I said, no, nah, once we get to November or December, I don't feel comfortable doing that. And same with January and February. But, man, it's looking, you know, every all the people I know who are in their 60s and up have at least had or are scheduled to have their first dose of the vaccine. My parents have had their first dose last last week or two weeks. Yeah, last week, I think. 
my in-law, I mean, you know, and now the rest of us are going to have it by, hopefully, uh, sometime in May or June. Okay, that makes a big difference. But for January and February, well, we don't know what's going to happen. So it's it's a bummer. So anyways, I say this because, yeah, I'm, I'm now actually, I'm. this is the first time in a long time. Because living in Florida, living in the South, that ruined, I mentioned this before, that just ruined the... Uh, it ruined heat for me. I, I never wanted it to be summer again after spending five years in such just irrationally hot places. Hot and humid, blazing sun. Oh, Florida, North Carolina. Just, at least North Carolina, you do get a break from uh, about, I don't know, mid-October through uh, the beginning of April. So it's, it's six months where it's like, okay, there's some, you know... It, it wreaks havoc on your system because it gets hot and then cold and hot and cold. But, like, it's nice in a way. You get a couple cold days. You get a hot day. You might get six inches of snow. And then it's 70 degrees the next weekend. And, you know, it's interesting. Not good for people like me who get headaches based on things like that. But, uh, you know, at least it had that. Whereas, I mean, in, in Florida, hey, I loved January, February, March in Florida. Fantastic. Couldn't have been happier. Coming back from Christmas and stepping off the airplane and like, ah, oh, put the shorts on, roll the windows down, smell that sweet, sweet air, and uh, and then by then by about the the, f- the end of the first week of April, uh, I'm until until January, I'm saying, oh my God, get me out of here, please get me out of here, I can't do this, I can't, I can't stand this. And yes, Florida can be comfortable in October, November, and December, but I don't want to be there. In those times, that's when I want it to be cold. That's Christmas time, the holidays, Thanksgiving. You want fall. You want the leaves on the trees changing, the crisp air, the pumpkins. You want cold, crisp days leading into November and December. Snow, white Christmas, all that stuff. And then January, like okay, yeah. After like January second is when I'm ready to. Previously, I'm ready for for summer. And this year was the first time since about 2010 that I felt that way. The first time since uh, since we lived since we moved to Florida all those years ago that I was got to early January and said, "Ah, you know, I'm I'm not uh, I'm not sure how much I'm in the mood for this uh this whole winter thing." Especially as I went out every day, got my 10,000 steps and really got to expose myself to the frigid cold elements. So, anyway, I'll be I'll be good. I I'm I am looking forward to the warmer days ahead. Oh, man. What else? I got a text I got a text from somebody named Manny Fantazzi. Fantuzzi? Fantazzi? And it was some bullshit. It was, uh, hey, it texted, hey, can I call you? <laughs> no, you can't. Tell me one thing about me. Tell me one thing about myself other than my phone number, and you can call me. Give me something that n- nobody else would know. Tell me the name of my podcast, and you can call me. Oh, you don't know? Well, then fuck off, Manny Fantazzi. It was some, hey, can I call you? This is, it was from like Manny Fantasi at like G Spam slash phishing slash fraud dot scumbag dot com or something like that. But I, it's hard to not be curious though, right? You want to, like, what would happen if he, what would happen if I did, if I did let him, hey, yeah, sure, Manny, give me a call. What do you, what do you got? What's going on? What makes a, what makes a Manny Fantasi tick? 
What's Manny Fantasi thinking about right now? What's he up to? What's his life like? How can I, how can I impact his life in some way? I don't know. I'm just curious to know what would happen. Uh, I got, got a bunch of sports on the screens right now. Got VCU, St. Bonaventure, and the college hoops. Have you ever met anybody who goes to, to St. Bonaventure? They're, they're great people. But you would think there's something about this St. Bonaventure that, and it's, it's I, I know several people who are not at all related. They don't know each other. They're different ages. They're from completely di- they, Their only common thread is that they know me and that they just happen to all go at different times to St. Bonaventure. The Bonnies, Bonas, whatever. And they talk about this experience of going to St. Bonaventure as though they all set foot, they were in the space program and are the only human beings who ever set foot on Mars and they built a swimming pool on Mars and they got to say, hey, we were the only people who built a swimming pool and went swimming on Mars. The way they talk about this St. Bonaventure, this experience of St. Bonaventure. I, I wanna, I'm, I'm curious to know, like, what, yeah, I'm, what's, what's that all about? I mean, yeah, there's people who love their schools, and you know, you go to a big school. I mean, people. Uh, I know people. A couple schools in particular, Ohio State is one. Some of those, Flor- you know, Florida State is another, where people are really, really like, yeah, that's right. I went to Florida State. I went to yeah, go Buckeyes, Ohio State, go Knowles. Uh, you know, some of those big, you know, those SEC schools, Alabama. That's, you know, those, the big ones, the big boys with the big football programs and the sports and the basketball and everything, you know, Dukies, same thing. Uh, Those kind of places where they're really, really, really into their school, which is great, but there's something different about the way that people who went to St. Bonaventure talk about St. Bonaventure. And I just, it's so weird. I have... I think it's at least three people who do not know each other at all. They are not connected in any way, shape, or form other than they all went to St. Bonaventure decades apart, mind you. And they all talk about it. It's as though it's the same person. When when their their Facebook posts are very different, they do different different things in life and kids and stuff that's just, you know, nothing seems at all the same about these three people until they start talking about St. Bonaventure. And then it sounds like the exact same person typing the sentences it's it's pretty uh it's pretty extraordinary anyway i don't know what's up with it maybe they did go to mars and they built a swimming pool on mars and that's why they're all so uh so into it but they are they are into that school they are into that school and i'm sorry i'm sorry binghamton university suny binghamton uh i love you but i don't uh I don't have that much to say. I don't have that much to say. Well, I went to the film program that was located in the basement of the lecture hall. So yeah, I'm doing pretty well. I graduated uh, with my film degree from the basement of the lecture hall, and then, uh, as most of us do, I went on to work at a gas station, scooping ice cream, making milkshakes, replenishing the hot dog machine, and then cleaning said hot dog machine, and emptying the juices at the end of the night. With my film degree from SUNY Binghamton in the basement of the lecture hall at Binghamton. 
Meanwhile, the business program, they all sat in like those big, <laughs> those big bankers' leather chairs. Like the lecture hall was just had like oak. <laughs> the walls and the ceilings were rich mahogany, and many leather-bound books, and those leather bankers' chairs with the green lamps. And they would have afternoon tea and scotch, and I don't know. They would use humans. They would they would use the students from the film film program as footrests while they were sitting in their leather chairs with their cigars, learning about business, reading the Wall Street Journal. Yeah, <laughs> two very different worlds. Uh, anyway, yeah, and I don't see Binghamton anywhere near the uh, near the NCAA tournament this year. Unfortunately, I don't think they had a that basketball program. They went to the Big Dance one time. I think it was two thousand nine. And who did they play but Duke? And I don't believe Duke won that year, but they they were they were a number one seed as they as they often are. Except one thing, I guess, that Duke and Binghamton have in common this year: they will both not be competing in the tournament. So, I guess you could say Duke and Binghamton. There's really no difference in the basketball program this year because if you're not in the tournament, it doesn't matter what the rest of your season looks like. Because everybody gets in the tournament. So if you can't get in the tournament, you really stink. And Binghamton never gets in the tournament. And Duke is not getting into the tournament. So they they both stink. Duke and Binghamton both stink. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, so yeah. So I got some TV. VCU. What's that? Virginia Commonwealth. Is that what, that's what that stands for, I believe, right? What's this one? LSU Alabama SEC Championship in Basketball. Uh... Is this live? Red Sox and uh, and the uh, Twins, Minnesota Twins, Red Sox baseball. I think it's live. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's daytime. Why wouldn't it be live? And then the uh, is it the Players Championship from Ponte Vedra Beach, lovely resort we went to one time. Nice golf resort in uh, just outside of Jacksonville, Florida. Good old Florida. The la- that was the last time we set foot in Florida. It was 2013. And I, you know, no particular urgency to get back there, but it's going to happen sooner or later because the kids, even though the kids have all been to Disney World 57,000 times, it all happened before they were turned uh, three. <laughs> and for poor Kaylin, that happened before she turned one. So... The memories are pretty sparse of the Disney trips, although we did go. Plenty of photographs and videos to prove it, but uh, it's it's coming. We're going to have to get back there. I used to be such a nut. Kimmy and I were so nuts about going there. And and it's not because we have children, but I I have less than zero interest in ever going there again. It's crazy. I love Disney World. I love it. And I and I I don't know if we just overdid it and we just went there too much, which sucks for the kids. But we went there a lot. And the two years that we lived there, we had the season passes, the resident pass, all that good shit. And uh, yeah, it. Uh, I I just I don't know. There's so much new stuff, so many cool things. I just don't I don't want to go there. I want to like. I want to go to Europe. I want to go, you know, things like the Norway trip. I want to I want to go. Boy, I just uh, the Disney thing, man. No thanks. 
And we still we have friends who go all the time, and they they've been going, in many cases as long as we have, and they're just they're just as psyched to go, as they ever were. And I man, I, like I wish I felt that way, but I do not at all. But we'll be going. I'm sure. Eh, maybe next year. Year at probably next year. I would think probably next year at the latest. Cam will be twelve. That's how old I was the first time I went to Disney. I think that's probably going to happen. Yeah, It'll happen. Anyway. Uh, yeah, but 2013, that was the last time we went to Florida. Last time. Who knew? But, oh, I'm sure we'll be back there soon enough. <laughs> it would be nice, though. I'd like to go. You know, I, we go and uh, I'd like to show the kids... I'd like to show Kaylin where she was born. I mean, that's she's she was born in Florida. I'd like to show her. Like, here's the hospital in uh, in Mar- uh, Martin Memorial, Martin County Memorial Hospital in Stewart, overlooking the waterway, the Intracoastal, I think, or maybe it's the St. Lucie River. I don't know. Overlooking some water bullshit, palm trees everywhere. It's very beautiful, very pretty. And uh, here's where we lived. It's not as pretty. But it was a really big townhouse. It was a nice place. And um had three toilets. It's better than the one that we've had for the last almost six years, which is crazy to think about that. Anyway, uh, yeah, and see some of my buddies from from the old stomping grounds there to see Aunt Carolyn and Uncle Pete. Check out their play. Haven't been out there to see. The, you know, it'll happen. Maybe next year, maybe the year after. I don't know. It'll it'll happen at some point. And uh, yeah, there's you know drive around Orlando. I mean, Kimmy and I had an apartment in Orlando once upon a time, right by the airport. It was lovely. The arbors at Lee Vista. We can show the kids. It's it's like the uh, like the Jay Peterman reality tour, the Kenny Kramer reality tour. We'll just drive around Florida, show all the all the places. Oh man. There's a lot more on my notes here to talk about, and I'm I'm just completely running out of steam. Toyota guy rifling through, the, yeah. <laughs> God, it's been a long time since I've done this podcast. Yeah, the toy. So on uh, on on whatever the day, the holiday, President's Day, I had to take the car in. We had just taken it in Friday for just some routine Toyota care stuff, oil change, tires, blah blah blah. And then the tire pressure light was on, which 99 times out of 99 times, that means it's the spare tire and it's no big deal. But the spare tire is connected to the system. So until you put air in the spare tire, it's it's going to do that. And the spare tire on the car that we have, it's underneath and there's some kind of like lever. You have to open the thing and there's a lever or there's a crank and then the tire comes down underneath the car and i'm like no i'm not uh i'm not doing that just to put air in the fucking piece of shit no way we used to have a rav4 the old rav4s that had the tire on the back door where you could just open up the open up the plastic covering and put the air in that way even the newer rav4s that had the tire inside you know inside the the back cargo area uh you know underneath the the thing you could just lift up the panel and put the air in that, and okay, and now in this car that we have, 
you got a crank and the thing falls down from underneath and you put uh, so i took it over to the place and said hey we just were here friday this light's on like what the hell i thought you changed i thought you rotated the tires and checked the pressure and he's like yeah we did i said well what about the spare yeah we checked that too i'm like did you well okay either you're full of shit or uh you're full of shit but yeah let's check this light and okay sir well you can go wait in our waiting area Oh, I can go wait inside in the indoor waiting area with the people? Oh, that's cool. That sounds fun. Yeah, let me go do that. So I put my mask on, and I went in, and the waiting area was fine, but I just uh, I was looking around, and you know, one of them's got the mask just sort of loosely hanging down past the nose. And I said, nope, 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 nope. And I was going to go hang out, and the, there's like a children's pirate ship, and nobody was in there. And I thought, well, this, you know, and it has high, high walls, or the pirate ship, so you, I thought, well, this is a pretty good place, but if somebody comes in here, I'm stuck. So that's not going to work. So I went and sat at one of the tables kind of in the middle of the showroom, and it wasn't near anybody, and I had a splitting headache, and all I wanted to do was go home and nap. And so I'm just sitting there, and I start looking around, and I'm I'm like, wow, what's, what's going on here? Like there's a family negotiating a, a car, the salesperson. Salesperson has a mask on. The 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 mother has a mask on. The the teenage daughter has a mask on. And then there's dad with his mask pulled down around his chin. He's just sitting there, mouth breathing. I'm like, what what are you doing? What's how why is this allowed? And then I look around and then there's a salesman walking by and he's got his mask just dangling down by his stupid beard. I'm like, what the fuck? And then I look over because they're having, you know, a big President's Day sales event. Oh, fun. Yeah, come get a car. Hang out inside the lobby. And uh, there's a bunch of pizzas. Some, I'm sure some delicious pizza because nobody, nobody does pizza better than New Hampshire. Maybe, you know, North Carolina. Nobody does pizza like New I mean, New, New England just knows pizza. Oh, yummy, yummy, so good pizza from New England. Uh, anyway. <laughs> All right. There are a couple of decent places in New Hampshire that have good pizza. Good as a, you know, it's a relative. Anyway, they had pizzas. They had boxes of pizzas on a on a shelf, on a, a countertop over on the other side of the showroom. Just And then there's this guy... Also with his mask, mask dangling on his chin because he's chomping on pizza. He sticks a pizza in his mouth, and then he's rifling through all the boxes. He's lifting up, oh, what's in here, cheese? Oh, what's in here, pepperoni? What's in this one, cheese and pepperoni? What's in this one, some other kind of cheese? There's broad sausages on this one? They've got meats? What kind of pizza's in here? And I'm watching this guy, and he's just, I'm like, so they have a communal pizza station with no fewer than six boxes of pizza for everyone to just bare hand lift up the box of pizza, reach in and grab a slice of pizza while you're leaning over with your mask down, drooling over the pizza during a pandemic. Oh, this is good. This is great. In the middle of February, too, which is which is wonderful. It's a wonderful time to be indoors with a lot of people eating pizza. What better time could there be? There's no better time than, than a pandemic. 
And I'm looking, I'm like, what the fuck is happening here? And there's just, yeah. And I'm looking around and it's like, it's like a twilight zone. It's like, uh, you know, I'm kind of, the first batch of people all had their masks on. Most, 95% of the people had their masks on. And then I start looking around and I'm seeing like, okay, this guy has no mask on. This guy's mask is down, you know, he's, he's, it's in his mouth. That's not helping. This guy's a salesperson and he's, his mask is down. And then this lummox is rifling through boxes of pizza with his mask down around his stupid neck beard, holding pizza, drooling over the pizza, breathing on the pizza, touching all of the pizza boxes. Every single pizza. He had to lift up every single box of pizza to see what's inside the pizza box to get his perfect piece of pizza. I gotta find the perfect slice of pizza. This day won't be complete until I've located my perfect pizza. Just pick pizza. Just pick a pizza. You can't get your own pizza at home. Is the free pizza at the car dealership really worth it in the middle of all this? You gotta get a pizza? You fuck. So at that point, I'm I'm really starting to panic, and I'm thinking I'm gonna go. I gotta go outside. But, you know, when they have like these big sales, they bring in all these ringers. At least that's my perception of it. When they have like a big summer sale, and they have a big, you walk in, and you know if you go to the same dealership, you kind of see some some familiar faces. But then when you walk in on a Saturday or a holiday, uh, you know a Monday holiday like a President's Day or something, and you see all these different guys, and they're dressed differently, and you just have a different sort of swagger, and you know, oh God, these are. These are the big boys. These are the ringers that they they bring in who just travel to all the different places to try and sell cars. And uh, and they were all standing right by... They were blocking the door. I'm like, I'm not going to walk through that sea of douchiness and risk getting COVID from... No fucking sales weasel is going to give me COVID. Uh, And and so just as I'm like, I'm, I'm really... I'm starting to fucking lose my shit... And then my guy came over and said, uh, Mr. Hopkins, your car's all set. It turned out it was the spare tire. It was out of air. I'm like, oh, oh, the spare tire that you just 20 minutes ago told me you filled with air when I suggested that perhaps since you did the tire rotation on Friday, well, then surely the tires will be filled with air, but but perhaps it's the spare tire. Oh, no, 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 sir. We we check that as well. We always check the spare tire during a tire rotation. That's our policy. So we have a very, very strict procedure when we go through these uh, we go through these checks. Oh, you do. Oh, it's so strict that you you missed. Maybe you filled it with so much air that it all just leaked out or something. It's odd because it's it's been almost a month since that day and that that light has not come on, which means that uh, you are lying to me. Anyway, so he lied to me, but he filled the air and the stupid spare tire, and as a result, I had to sit in the fucking showroom for 20 minutes looking at these these pizza mongrels slurping and scarfing down pizza with their disgusting pizza hands, lifting boxes. Who the fuck? Who thinks, oh yeah, free, sweet, pandemic pizza, free pizza, everybody, at the car dealership. Let's go get some. What bad could come of this? Man. Oh well, hopefully he's dead now. But uh Oh man, what else do I have? Um Yeah. I wonder about that though. Like I always wonder when I say something like that. Like if I 
am I cursing myself? Is that just going to guarantee that I die first? And I, and I wonder, you know, like, will I die before all of my friends or after? Like, my grandmother lived to be 90, and she pretty much outlived all of her friends. She outlived all of her friends that were her age, at least as far as I know. Um, she certainly outlived all of the men in that circle. And the only people who outlived her were her friends who were, like, 10, 15, who were only in their you know, late seventies or early eighties when she died, who were just young pups by comparison that, that she met, uh, you know, there were neighbors or something like that. And, uh, and some of those kids are still alive, but she outlived all of her friends. She outlived her husband. She out, she outlived a lot of people. And I always wonder like, yeah, what's the, what's the ideal? Cause I think like, you know, on one hand, Okay, losing grandparents is horrible, but you know that's that's the natural order of things. You know, the people who are older than you are going to die before they're supposed to die before you. So it doesn't make it any less sad, but you know that it's coming. Uh, once people your age start to go, that's a different ball game. Like people who are the same age that you grew up with and you outlive them. Like there's already been a bunch of people. There's been like a dozen people who I graduated with, who are dead, which seems like a lot. That's a high percentage because it wasn't a very big class, and they're dead. And I think, well, some of that, some of those were really good friends, and it's very, very sad. And I wonder, but none of them were, like, my best, best friends. They're all still very much alive. And I wonder, like, yeah, am I going to feel worse outliving if I outlive all my friends? Isn't that going to feel terrible? But then, on the other hand, I'm I'm sneaky competitive. <laughs> and I kind of want to outlive all of my friends just to say that I did. Just to be there at all their funerals and be like, yep, that's, uh, that's the last to go. I'm the last one standing. I guess I win. Now it's just me. <laughs> but I won. Congrats to me. I don't know. There is the competitiveness in me. Um, you know, I I kind of want to say that I won the uh, the friendship royal rumble, so to speak. Thirty men enter, only one will be left standing at the end. I kind of it, there's kind of a the royal rumble of life. And uh, on one hand, I don't want to I don't want to walk this earth without even even one of the people. Who I, I love, uh, you know, it's bad enough that like two of my favorite people ever, my grandparents, are are long gone, and it's only gonna get worse. <laughs> Man, that's bad enough. And then the the notion of like people who are my age being gone, who are best friends, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. But you know that royal, it's quite the metaphor for life, though the royal rumble. You know, a few people start out, other people come and go throughout the process get eliminated quickly last a long time but at the end there's only one left standing and i kind of uh again sneaky competitive i kind of want that to be me just to you know just to just to piss on that while i'm while i'm pissing on rush limbaugh's grave i could go over to all my all my friends and piss on their graves too actually what what did happen was uh joe nate sean and i we did come up with a pact about 20-some-odd years ago 
we were sitting out uh, at our buddy Eric, who we called the senator. We were at the senator's house having some drinks, doing, you know, 19-year-old stuff. And we were sitting out on the front porch, drinking and chatting it up, having some laughs, being assholes. And uh, for some reason, Sean started talking about dying. And it got me very, very sad. Like, legitimately sad. Because I had never... That was the first time that I even thought about the fact that, like, oh my god, we are going to die, aren't we? And so when Sean was kind of joking about it, and he was joking about some, you know whatever heart condition anxiety the thing like panic attacks from from smoking weed so he didn't smoke weed and he, and he was talking about dying or something and i said no you're not you know you f- shut up shut up you fucker you're not gonna die ever and then the the four of us came up with a pact the four horsemen joe nate sean and myself came up with a pact that whenever the first of us dies that will be very sad but so that the rest of us don't have to go go on in a world without the first person, we were all just we were all just going to get together, uh, you know, right after the funeral. The first of the first one of us dies, the rest of us are going to get together after the funeral. We're going to get naked, hop in the bathtub, and plug in a toaster. <laughs> so that way, if when the first of us dies, the other three. I don't know if we were going to be naked. I mean, it just you, it makes sense that you'd be naked in the bathtub. I mean, why not? Why not? You're born naked. Why not die naked? And why not do it uh, in the arms of, of your best friends in a bathtub with a toaster? So we were just going to hop in the hop in the bathtub with the toaster and electrocute ourselves. So that way we we're, we all we all are dead. <laughs> so that was the that was the pact that we came up with. Uh but yeah, the more I think about it, I, you know, there is a competitive side to me. I don't want to be uh, without any of my friends on this earth. But I also, yeah, I also want to kind of stick it to them and say, ha ha, I did it. I'm the last man standing. I, I win the Rumble. And I'm going on to WrestleMania, baby, to face the champ. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, people, people don't think I'm that competitive. I think they look at me and they think like, nah, this guy's... This guy's a doofus. He doesn't care. He's not that competitive. But I am. I've told you the swimming story. That's that's me in a nutshell. When I I really didn't give a shit about the swim team. When I was on the it's a country club summer swim team. Like it's the least important athletic event, <laughs> athletic competition that you could that you could think of. A country club, uh, an intra, what would you call it? An intra country club uh, division, <laughs> the country club division. And so you swim against like, you know, there's like eight, eight or ten country clubs and you swim against them. You have a swim meet once or twice a week and swim against all these stupid country clubs and their swim teams. And our swim team stunk and I really didn't care. It was just something to do. I couldn't wait for it to be over. It was like, I feel like it didn't go more than like two months. I think it started at the end of May. The pool's too cold to get into anyways. Uh... And my, I don't think my parents made us go until school was done anyways. So it's really like mid-June until the end of July. So it's, it's maybe six weeks. It's nothing. A couple weeks of practice. Then you have swim meets, two or three swim meets during the week. And then that's it. And you play, you, you, you race against everybody and you're done. And I, I race, it was one of those shitty, uh, well, I don't know, Wolford's Roost or the Albany Country Club. One of those douchebag country clubs. 
that assholes go to. <laughs> you know, the, the real the real decent folk, they go to the Edison Club. That's that's where the real people are. The pretentious shitheads are at the at the Wolford. They're at the Roost and the ACC, and uh, you know, and they were they were all bastards. Anyways, uh, and this one kid is proof of that. I've told the story. We're standing. You know, it's a relay, uh, medley relay, I believe. And so I was the anchor, which means I'm the final person to to dive in the water and hopefully close it out for the team. And uh, and we were we were behind. We were we were falling behind, but it was a it was a good neck and neck race. But our our team was you know we had this kid Bill. He's you know he's this pudgy kid and he wasn't that great. I was so so. I was fine. You know I'm not super aerodynamic. <laughs> uh, I don't have you know I don't have long limbs like a like a like a Michael Phelps. So my my, my swimming is only you know there is a ceiling to how good my swimming abilities can get. It really you know no matter what I do. Um, I'm a little bulky. I'm a little bulky for the Olympic team. Let's just let's just say, even even back then in 1994 when I was jacked and uh, <laughs> you know weighed 135 pounds or whatever it was. Uh, so so I'm uh, the, the team's next to me, and the anchor of their team. I can hear him talking to the kids on the team. He looks over and he's like, oh, "I can fucking beat this guy." Looking at me, <laughs> and I just I. I didn't look at him. I just looked straight ahead. I'm like, you fucking goon. How dare you? You're going to eat those words, you piece of shit. You're going to drown on my words. You're going to drown in my wake, you fuck. So, all of a sudden, we're, we're, we are, we're, you know, we're kind of neck and neck with these guys. And we, I, we got off at the same time. I think he got off a little bit. He might have gone a little bit ahead of me. But I think we went basically at the same time. It was our turn. Bringing up the rear. The anchors. So I dove in. I did my shallow dive. And uh, I just swam in a way that I didn't know was possible. Because there was a 0% chance that this guy was going to win. I could... There was no way that I could let this motherfucker beat me at swimming after he dared look over and say, this guy, I can fucking beat this guy. Uh-uh, dick. Not today, bro. So I just, I just thrashed at that water. I pulled my hands. I pulled that water with my hands, doing the freestyle with all my might. I don't think I, I, don't think I took a breath. Until I got to the end of the pool, I did my little flip turn, and then I, I got a quick breath, and then I just put my head down, and I fucking, I just tore at the water. And then I'm like, I can see him, I can see him. I see his stupid feet. First I can see the bottom of his feet, as we're going down the one length of the pool. And then I can't see his feet anymore, because they're like at the same level as my waist. But I can see his arms, and they're a little farther ahead of me. So I just keep pulling and I just keep thrashing and tearing and kicking and not taking a breath, just fucking head down, let's go, let's fucking go. And I'm pulling and I'm, you know, my arms my arms are like a windmill and my legs are like a fluttering flutter boat. I, I don't know what my legs were like, whatever the, whatever the, the you know, a, a, a scuba man, <laughs> one of those wind-up scuba steves. And I'm just going and going. So now his 
His feet and his legs have disappeared. Okay, I'm getting closer. I see his arms, though. His arms are much farther ahead of me. And now all of a sudden his head, I can't see his head anymore. And now I realize my, I can't see his head because it's exactly even with my head. And I can hear, you know, I can hear the muffled screaming from out above the water. My head was underwater, but I can just hear it getting louder and louder. And the crowd is roaring and roaring. And I can tell he's thrashing and kicking at the water. And so am I. And I'm just, just that last bit of it. I'm, I'm, I'm like, you're not losing it yet, dude. We're not, we're not fading. We're not fading yet. We're going to fucking win this thing. So I just kicked and fucking pulled and clawed and moved my little stupid body. And then all of a sudden, boom, I, there's my hand. There's the wall. I hit the wall and I come out of the water and I can hear it's, it's loud before I even get my head up out of the water. And it's like, you know, that's the sound of the crowd as my, as my ears uh, emerge from underneath the water and I see the referee in his little white shorts and his white hat and his white shirt with his little pistol a little you know the judge whatever you call him referee judge and his little white socks and white sneakers this old timer who was at every one of those meets pointing to me in the whole place well not the whole place but the place that was there to support my team fucking lost their minds and erupted because he was pointing at me because I won. Because I just clawed just enough more than this doofus fuck to get my hands onto that wall a, uh, a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a second before he did. Even though he was ahead of me at one point. I just fucking pulled and clawed and kicked and fought because there was no option other than me winning. And I didn't look like the kind of guy, and I don't look like the kind of guy who thinks and acts that way, but that's exactly what I, that's exactly what I am. Joking aside, I mean, yeah, uh, am, I, am I really that competitive about wanting to outlive my friend? Eh, yeah, I kind of am. Um, but I, uh, that's me. I'm also petty. But I like to disguise my pettiness as legitimate human... Emotion and decency. Because that makes it even worse for the other person. So with that said, what did I do? I not only... I didn't just want to beat this guy. Because based on what he said, when he looked over and he said, Fuck this guy, I can beat this fucking guy any day of the week. And I heard that. And that fueled me. If he didn't say that, he probably would have. Maybe. But I wasn't going to let it happen because he did. The fact of the matter is, he did say that. He said, I can beat this guy. And I said, You can't beat this guy and you won't beat this guy. And you're going to look like a bitch when I beat you, you bitch. So I finished. The place went crazy. I got out. Everybody high fives. Yeah, yay, hugs. Uh, great job. You did it. Yeah, fuck yeah. Let's go get friendlies, ice cream. And as I'm getting my towel on, I'm taking my little Speedo cap off my head. And I look over, and this kid is sitting on a bench, and his dad's there, and this kid's bawling. <laughs> he's fucking, he's, his face is just red, and he's like, I, he's not bawling. I, I should, he's not bawling. He's, he's got the little like, <laughs> because 
some doofus just beat his ass in the swimming pool. And if I'm the doofus who did that, what does that make him? And he's realizing that. He just lost to the motherfucking kid. He just lost to a guy who doesn't give two shits about swimming. And I just beat your ass, you fucking punk. So, what did I do? I went over. I walked over to this guy. This kid's sitting there and his dad's, you know, his dad's got his hand. The dad with his little golf slacks on, his little visor, his little ping titleist visor, whatever the hell it was, his little nice little striped shirt. There, there, son. Oh, son, you did your best. You raced your heart out, son. Oh, son, you know, son, it's okay. We're rich, son. It doesn't matter. We're at the country club, son. It's okay. And the dad's, you know, the dad's trying to console little little baby wah-wah foo-foo who just lost to me like a bitch. So I go over to him and I, in my mind, I wanted to say, hey, bitch, nice race. You really suck. But that wasn't going to do anything. That wasn't going to make... What I wanted to do was make him feel worse and make me feel way better. So how does that work? What do you do? You go up to the kid and you put on the best display of sportsmanship that you possibly can. So what did I do? I walked up to the kid. I reached out my hand and I shook his hand and I made this fuck look me in the eyes. You with your little red teary-eyed face, you look at me because I'm going to tell you something right now. Good race. Good job. That was a great race. And that's what I did. I shook his hand. I said, great race, man. Thank you. And I walked away. He didn't say a word because he couldn't because he was choking back tears, the little fucker. He was choking back tears. And then as soon as I said, great race, man, that was great. Shook his hand, walked away. The dad shook my hand too. He's He's like, well done, son. That was a good race. I said, thank you, sir. And I walked away. And just as I walked away, the kid fucking... That's when he started bawling. That's when he lost his shit. <laughs> and he couldn't see me because I was walking away, but I had the biggest goddamn smile on my face as I walked into that locker room. I felt so as good as it felt to beat that little bastard in that race. The feeling of making him feel as shitty as he tried to make me feel and as he deserved to feel himself. I'm just standing there. It's a fucking country club swim team. Who gives a fuck about any of this? Let's just go have a good competitive race, and then we're all going to go get ice cream. Or you guys are going to have, you know, filet mignon, or whatever the hell you idiots do at the Wolford's Roost. But we're going to go get ice cream. And, uh... That's all it is. But he wanted to make it into something else. I'm going to beat this fucking kid. I'm going to beat his ass, his pussy. Yeah? Well, if you just got beat... By this pussy. What does that make you, pussy? Ah, and then to just walk up to him and then handshake and look me in the eyes while I tell you, great job. Because what that really means is I did a great job and you sucked ass out there because you were fucking winning, you goon. And I came from out of nowhere. This little who gives a shit kid came out of nowhere and I beat your sorry ass. And now you got to look at me in the face while I tell you what a great race we just had. Which translation is, I just had a great race. And you just got smoked by me, you bastard. Now you can go back to crying. And he did. And the father shook my hand. And I was very respectful to him, just as I was to the dopey son. And then I went into the locker room and got dressed. And I felt so good. 
and my friendly's ice cream 20 minutes later had never tasted so great ever before that's that's the competitive monster that actually does dwell within me it's not all the time but it's there it's there all the time does that mean i'm competitive about every single thing that i do uh, yeah actually kind of is you know there's i pick and choose though like i don't give a shit about every single thing on the planet i don't have to just go out and find things to be competing in but when i'm when i'm competing against somebody i'm competing and you're going to die and i'm going to kill you and then i'm going to look you in the eyes and tell you how great that moment was that's what i'm going to do <sighs> that's why the wrestling team was undefeated when i was the captain that's why. Is it entirely because of me? Of course not. But I was, you know, I whipped those fuckers into shape. Those little bastards on the wrestling team. Why? Because I was a, I was 14 years old. And they were only 12 and 13. And they were going to do what I said. And, you know, you set an example. People follow it. And we went out there and we fucking beat everybody's ass. And we had more people in the stands. That was the same year. We have more people in the stands watching the dopey freshman wrestling team. Meanwhile, JV and varsity is happening on the other side of the gym, and there's three people watching those assholes because they suck. Oh, anyways. Especially one, one in particular who was my age, who was, uh, you know, supposedly this great wrestler. And then we, we had a little, a little exhibition match, and he, <laughs> he couldn't do much of anything to me. And I thought, I've, this... This is this great wrestler I've been hearing so much about. He stinks. He didn't stink, but he's you know, not that great. Anyway, but that's also, you know, I got pretty competitive with this guy who thought he was thought he was pretty hot shit when he came to sports. You know, he uh a lot of people told him how great he was. And he was kind of a dick to most everybody at at many times. Just an insufferable meathead. And, uh, okay, this kid's great. He, I don't know, he wants to have a little, he wants to show off. He wants to wrestle me. I'm the new guy on the team, and he thinks he's just going to wipe the floor with me. Oh, and he didn't. Oh, and he couldn't do all of his fancy moves on me. I wouldn't let it happen. And then, uh, and then he just got angry and left. Oh, because I'm not going to let shit like that happen to me. Anyways, going off on a tangent here, but. Oh, man. Uh,. Yeah, I got other stuff here. I, I, I don't, I don't see myself talking about any of the rest of these things. These are just. I've been going on. It's three o'clock now. Right? Isn't it? Isn't it? It's late. I gotta go. I gotta go do stuff. Uh, so what did we talk about today? We talked uh, again. I spent. Well, I played a clip of the podcast that I tried to do two weeks ago and then didn't have the energy to do it. I told you about Nefli. Nefli. My ideas in that in that clip. Uh, what do we talk about? Uh, the people eating pizza at the car dealership with no mask on. That was cool. Um, I don't know. We we talked about a lot of stuff, a lot of things. Anyway, we had hopefully we had some laughs. I tried to give you some laughs. I don't know if I did. It's just it, it hasn't been the yuck fest, right? 
I know. I, I fully know that this hasn't been the yuck fest that I that I try to put out every every week, or as often as I possibly can. But I hopefully I gave you some laughs uh, in in some of these last stories, these last few stories. Uh, this is really helpful to me. I really uh, I can't tell you how helpful it is to just like to just pick up this thing and talk into it. And I didn't have the energy or the strength to do it these last two weekends. And uh, I didn't really have the strength to do it today, but I just I just had to because it's been so long and I wanted to, and I feel really really good having having done this today. I feel really really good. So thank you. All right, that's it. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna you know Grandma Cliff, all these guys. It's it's gonna it's all gonna come back soon, right? It's it's gonna be there. I. You know, I, this really the pod. The last time the podcast, to me, anyways, felt like the podcast was the Christmas episode when we had the Christmas at the Womax, right out in the out in the island, the Hilton Head Island, and the singing and Dental Cliff and Cousin Cliff getting into it and stuff, and and then before that we had the you know the game show, and really it's uh, yeah I I am fully aware that the last two months this podcast has not felt like the podcast. But I'm sorry, it's because the host of the podcast has not felt like himself. And it's a really, you know, it's a really shit feeling. It's really lousy. Uh, but it, there's some light at the end of the tunnel. It would, it would appear. And that's a good thing. So thanks for listening. <laughs> if you've managed to make it through all of these shows and you're still coming back, then that may, you are a super fan. You are a super duper fan. I would dare say. You were the ultimate fan. Uh, and I appreciate you. I really, really do. It's yeah, means more than I can properly convey uh, with words. And that's, uh, you know, that's right from the heart. That's right from my cold, dead heart. My black heart. Uh, you know, I tossed this around maybe a year or two ago, even when I first started the podcast. I'm thinking I might start to do some kind of uh what's that thing? Uh like a Patreon type thing. I think especially if I get to April 2nd, I might have some time on my hands for a week or two after that and I keep myself busy. Uh it, you know, it's it's long overdue to have like uh to have some t-shirts. Start with t-shirts. We'll see where that goes. You know, I've, I've, I used, I talked about merch at, at great length in the past, but I haven't talked about it much lately. But I think it might be time to start to uh, to pull the trigger on this. That's, what I'm saying is, it might be time for me now that you've now that you've sat through two months of me uh, pissing and moaning about my life. <laughs> the reward is I'm going to charge you for the podcast. No, I'm never going to charge you for the podcast. The podcast is always going to be free. It's just the way that the podcast could be delivered or consumed is what might uh, be the difference between free and not free you know something uh, this is spitballing and it's not a very creative thing it's kind of what everybody does but like you know okay you 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 subscribe to a you know five dollar a month patreon and you get the podcast uh when it's released or you get it for free i don't know a couple weeks later i i, I don't know and then with that 499 
maybe you get access to every single episode and then I pull all the old episodes. Maybe I just keep the latest five episodes up on the uh, on the on the feed, you know, so you can only you can download the newest ones and they get released maybe a week after I release them to the to the paying folks. But either way, the podcast is the podcast itself is always going to be free. I'm never that's a I think it's weird, you know, unless you really have some, you know, Howard Stern type thing where you can very easily charge people. Even at the end, I mean, folks who used to have Jim Rome, Rush Limbaugh, those guys, all those conservative talk radio people used to charge. You'd have to pay like five or ten dollars a month if you wanted to get the on-demand podcast download. Obviously, you could listen to it for free on the radio with commercials and everything. But even in the even in the last couple of years, all those guys made their podcasts free because they realize uh, I can't I can't charge people for this. Imus used to charge for his podcast. Jim Rome used to do it. ESPN used to have you had to be an ESPN insider and you would get that giant disgusting magazine that looked like it was made out of construction paper in a children's art room. And you had an ESPN, because I had an ESPN Insider subscription back in 2005, 2006, when podcasts were becoming all the rage. And uh, yeah, I would have, a, I'd have my ESPN Insider magazine, ESPN the magazine. And with that subscription, I got to download Mike and Mike and The Herd with Colin Cowherd and The Dan Patrick Show and, uh, all, you know, Eric Casilius, all those other, whatever other podcasts they had. And then I would, every night before bed, I would download all the day's shows and put them onto my, what a process. You download them onto your computer, onto iTunes, you plug in your iPod, then you put all the podcasts onto your iPod, and then you listen to them the next day. And they're already, it's already old news by the time I listen to them the next day at work. I'm listening to yesterday's podcast and it's like, oh, they're talking about Monday Night Football game that's already happened last night and I know the score. Oh man, but uh, yeah, you used to have to pay for all that stuff. Jim Rome, the Jim Rome Insider, for like I don't know five bucks a month, you could download his podcast. All those guys, and now none of them do because it's like, yeah, the only thing you pay for is Sirius Radio, which includes every download of all those shows. And Howard Stern's one of them, but he's he's one of the few I would dare say that you, he could charge a good sum, maybe a few others for their podcast. But really. You're not paying just for that podcast per se. You're paying for Sirius XM Radio or some of those podcasts that are exclusive to Spotify. You're getting a a Spotify subscription, which is worth its weight in gold because you get access to just unlimited libraries of of music, unlimited streaming of music and commercial free and all this stuff. It's like Spotify, they could get rid of the whole podcast thing on Spotify and I wouldn't care because it's the the music that I I go. But anyway... um, so the, the podcast is, you know, I'm never going to charge for the podcast. I'm just going to charge, maybe. I, I got to figure it out. But I think I'm going to start to, you know, it's been, it's been a couple of years. I'd like to see if I, I see what happens. and see what happens if I can try to just slightly monetize this thing and make up some kind of website type deal, get some t-shirts on there, Birthday Boy Podcast merch. I really want to have that live, laugh, love where live, laugh, and love are crossed out, and then it says, you know, go, instead of live, laugh, love, it says go fuck self. <laughs> you know, stuff that's related. Cliffy sayings, you know, 
little, uh, you know, a t-shirt that says Womax style. A t-shirt that says, uh, you know, oatmeal tasting booth. or something. I, I don't know. It's it, mouth, ple- mouth ple- like a t-shirt for mouth pleasures, uh, dental offices. <laughs> mouth pleasures, dental. Mouth pleasures, oatmeal. There's, there's endless, endless, endless possibilities on this show, right? You know, at least I think so. Uh, so yeah, so maybe there's, you know, there's different tiers, and maybe the low tier is like four ninety nine a month, and you get you get the instant podcast, and maybe there's some bonus stuff. You get the full podcast for free on iTunes and all the other places. Uh, maybe a week later, but for four ninety nine, maybe you get the podcast the day that I record it, and then maybe you know if I go through the week and I do a little, maybe every day I do five minutes, just uh, musings. <laughs> on the day's events, five or ten minutes, and that that can only be heard on the uh, on the on the pay tier, and then maybe for like a ten dollar a month or a twenty dollar a month, you get a T-shirt and you get uh, you know something else. You get the, like a hand job from me, you know something something that just makes sense and fits with the podcast. Anyways, uh, that's it. <laughs> So, things to think about. If you have any suggestions, look, you can always email birthdayboypodcast at gmail.com. And then you can go on to the new Twitter, because for some reason, Twitter shut down the old Birthday Boy Podcast. It used to be at Podcast Birthday. What a nice, easy Twitter handle to remember. But now, Birthday Boy Podcast, you can go on and find it on Twitter. <laughs> this is great. It's at Johnny at Johnny B 21559148 so just commit that that number to memory. It's only an eight-digit number. But yeah, at Johnny B21. I mean, it's ridiculous. Uh, anyways, Birthday Boy Podcast. It's on Twitter and, you know, there's the Birthday Boy Podcast Facebook page. If you have suggestions, anybody who's done the, the Patreon thing and has successfully uh, come up with a nice a nice way to charge people for their content that was otherwise free, I would love to hear. I'm all ears. Cause I, yeah, I, I do want to, I do want to charge people for these things, <laughs> but only, only when I start getting back to the usual podcast stuff. So we'll see. Stay tuned. More to come on that. This has been a very long podcast. And with that said, I'm going to leave now and we'll talk to you next time. I just enjoy talking. So I've been, I've been just rambling on uh, birthday boy podcast at gmail.com. Birthday Boy Podcast on Twitter at Johnny B five two whatever the fuck it was that nobody's ever gonna find, uh, and then the Birthday Boy Podcast Facebook page, and uh, we'll hopefully be back next week with 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 more podcast excellence, friends, folks. All right, positivity is stupid, kindness matters. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next time on the Birthday Boy Podcast. Later, Gators.